Welcome to the GCW Plants Podcast, episode 82. John, how are you doing tonight? 82, dude. I'm feeling really good. Here we go again live. How are you feeling, dude? Doing good. Uh, yeah, 82. We're, uh, we're getting closer to 100 every week we get there. <laughs> That's kind of yeah. crazy to think about. <laughs> it'll, it'll get there. You know how that goes. It's a beautiful round number, too. 100. Yeah, we, we should actually plan something big for the 100 show. Hmm. Just thought hmm. about that. <laughs> Something we should have talked about maybe off. <laughs> no, that's okay. Off, but that's uh, like that's a that's a good point. Well, we're just talking here. That's yeah. fine. But yeah, it's nice to just sit here and go live. Um, it's nice to be sitting at a point to where we don't have to stop and start, stop and start, you know. Outside of a technical thing, it's it's really nice just to fucking hit record and roll. Yeah, I think on the last one I lost the internet. That was a that wasn't my fault though. I lost the internet for a good couple <laughs> minutes. That was that was scary, but I so I kept on recording. And yeah. I guess it just didn't record though, since I'm the host of it, it didn't record what you guys talked about that whole minute. So I, I noticed it uh it did come back. So now we know for the future. Yeah, so now we know for the future uh, that little tidbit will happen. So uh yeah, tonight we are covering J Cup, the Jersey J Cup for the second year in a row. It's a it's kind of weird thinking about it. Like this, it was a year ago, but it, feel, it feels like a lot longer ago to me. Like it feels like there's been so many shows in between that show and then now this J Cup. Uh, a lot has happened since the last Jersey J Cup, but uh, another fun tournament and a strong tournament field. Yeah, we had the coldest winter out of LA. Then we had that show out of Phoenix a week later. Then it was J Cup night one and two. And it's just been, I mean, the LA and Phoenix show was just fire. And then here comes the J cup, which unexpectedly like to me overall, it, there was, it was very wrestling heavy. I'm going to find my words here. Eventually extremely wrestling heavy. I liked it a lot. And um, I'll throw that over to you. Just kind of what are your overall thoughts on it? I loved the presentation, the feel, the crowd was hot. Um, the videos in between the in the matches too, but also the video before, like preview of night two, like the intro into night two before they head into the action. I thought was a nice little recap of night one. And I know we've been talking about the production and the videos and stuff. And yeah, this was another strong uh, quality production quality uh, show. And um, I think that kind of helped build the little suspense for makeup. I, I love the field. I love the talent. I thought there was a lot of strong wrestling as well. I just didn't feel like as emotionally involved or attached as I did last year. I don't think there was enough storytelling in between the matches and kind of injuries carrying over, at least uh, off the top of my head, it felt like a lot different from last year. Cause I remember last year, like Jordan carrying the the leg injury and speed or speedball carrying the leg injury, Jordan carrying the arm injury after the first couple matches. So um, I don't know. I, I enjoyed it, but I, I just wasn't as mostly involved uh, as I was last year. So what you're saying is the continuity of the injuries throughout the tournament, which you're saying like, I'm just making sure I hear it right. You know, like the arm is injured. So the arm over the tournament starts to work out. You know, I see what you're saying now. Sorry. It took me a second just to get. Well, I think also the urgency of the wrestlers throughout the matches too. Like it felt like the urgency of winning the matches to win the tournament and like save that energy and stuff like that. I didn't feel like the sense of urgency from the wrestlers and it didn't feel to me, it felt it didn't feel like as important as last year. And I don't know if that's just maybe because the novelty of year one last year, and actually it was really good uh, in ring two. Um, I don't know. I just felt like there should have been more. I, I didn't feel the drama, I guess, throughout this tournament as I did as as I did last year. Interesting. Um, 
Hmm. Here's here's what I would say. I think the one storyline going in was uh, the Jordan story, right? Jordan and Griffin McCoy. Yeah, that was the story going in. Um, I again, this is just me playing with some others toys, but I would have really pushed the great Sasuke versus Mike Bailey since it was the main event and it was just over the top. I would have loved to have put that out there for two, three weeks ahead of time. So a lot of people know about that one. Yeah, that was a that was, was a great main event tonight. One and yeah, like the I guess we had the storyline that I kind of predicted on the last episode. I wanted to see kind of Jordan go through uh, go through some ta- former tag champion stuff. So there was like possible. There was a lot of possibilities of storylines, uh, but it felt like it was all in one bracket. Like yeah, Jordan's bracket. Like that was like just that one big story. I just wish there was, I don't know, a little bit more, but. Um, the action was incredible, just like the year one. Um, I, I have nothing bad to say. The tournament was a great showcase of uh, talent, of independent wrestling. Um, a lot of new faces this year, too. Some old faces from last year, which I don't mind. I kind of wish I saw a little bit more new faces uh, that weren't in the tournament last year, since there is a lot of young talent that GCW has been using. But the talent stepped up, great matches, and I was thoroughly impressed. Like each match was stylistically very intriguing throughout the whole tournament, and they all delivered to it in fun and in exciting ways. Okay, I'm going to go against you. I'm so sorry. I love you here. Okay, um, I like that there were more veterans in this tournament. I yeah. felt like it kind of raised the importance, but I also see your side when it comes to the younger um were they mostly featured in that scramble on day one? Is that where they kind of fit in off the top of my head? Let's see. Uh, other than well, man like Reese, really. other than like man like Reese and like Mikowski, which I thought maybe could be like in that scramble because they haven't been utilized on GCW more. I like they would have fit better in the scramble than I think like a Billy Starks or um, a Charles Mason or Cole Radrick. Yeah, Jack Harbour. Like those are four regulars that you could have thrown in that in the space of like kind of non-regulars to still kind of give them a match on the J cup and showcase some talent that I kind of agree with you there. Like I wish I would have had the regulars more predominantly placed uh, than other than just put, put in the scramble. Mikowski looked good too, man. I thought that match was going to be good. And yeah, it delivered on everything. I thought it was, I, I, I love him. Uh, I, uh, we'll get there, but yeah, I, I, he's, showed out i'm glad he got that moment to show out that's what i think this tournament's for and i'll get into it later uh near when we talk about the winner and stuff like that i love this tournament because it's i think it's there to showcase the young great independent talent now like when i said i was missing like i wanted to see new names it didn't have to be like new young names i just wanted to see new names that weren't in the tournament last year i guess i should go back and count here how many wrestlers from last year showed up in this year's um but yeah, like I think Tony Deppin is there to like raise the like uh, the name value. His name value will raise the Jacob prestige and stuff like that. So yeah, I think the veterans yeah. were used properly in uh, in that situation. Yeah, the pairing on some of these. I mean, you're looking at. I mean, just Nick Wayne and Marcus Mathers for the first match. Don't use that as an example. But match number two, you had Tony Deppin and Mikowski. You had someone with a little more you know, further down the road. And then you have somebody a little newer, like Mikowski, you have man like Doris newer up against Masha Slamovich, who's not newer, but definitely experienced. This happens again, Joey Janela and Carrie Morton. So there we are again with that veteran kind of first round, John Gresham, Alec Price, same thing. You're going to see this across the board. It looks like it was more or less like a younger cat and then a veteran kind of thing going on there. 
Yeah, and it's good because I think those names do help elevate the how prestigious this J-Cup will be uh, kind of looked at in the future um, after, especially now this is year two of it. Um, I kind of hope it does kind of build a little bit more prestige and uh, we could get some other talents maybe that aren't being used on some of the other bigger promotions and that mostly work independence as well. Uh, I, I think the field could be even bigger than 16. I know that 16 is a lot. They drag that out for two days, not drag it out, but I mean, they have to, cause the wrestlers are going to be wrestling four matches in, uh, in one day, if they did the mm-hmm. one day tournament, but I think that also does hurt it. I think I said this last year too. It kind of does take, well, I don't think I felt it last year. I think the way the night one ended and like with all the stories and drama, I think it got me excited that it ended and really looking forward to night two and seeing it all like kind of culminate and get a winner. I was excited to see it. This one. I, 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 Enjoyed night one, but like night two, I, I, like I said, I just, I wasn't into it as much. Not, no, no shot on all the wrestlers and the talent, anything else. I think it was just me. I had a little bit bigger expectations uh, going into this tournament. I'm going to let that fly and let it be. Yeah. Like no, no, I'm, you know what I mean? I can't counter and I can't, you know what I mean? I'm going to let it fly for you. All right. Well, shall we begin round one tournament action? Hell yeah. Let's rock and roll, dude. All right, first match of the J-Cup tournament, we saw Marcus Mathers going against Nick Wayne. I will always say this now, but even though he still looks like he might get a couple of GCW uh, bookings here, which is very nice to see. I was kind of worried about that when we first kind of did that farewell. We've seen him two or three times, I think, since then. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, him being in this tournament got me really excited because I think that's what this tournament for like a young talent like him now. I probably wouldn't have... Like at him when uh, either if I had to pick because he is on TV already and it wouldn't really help that kind of scene too much because we won't see him anymore. Um, mm-hmm. But him being in this, I think, added a nice, very talented, big name that kind of uh, Marcus Mathers had to step up to. And uh, Marcus Mathers had a good one-on-one match. I this was I think he needs more of these. These are what I was like kind of missing from him back when he was he had a lot of showcase one-on-one matches before Nick Wayne showed up. So mm-hmm. kind of like I think I said before, Nick Wayne kind of, in my opinion, showed up and kind of pushed Marcus Mathers off to the side a little bit on GCW's radar. So I, that was kind of my storyline going into this match. I was like, oh, I wonder if they do play into that. Um, and I think Prazak did a good job on commentary. Um throughout the whole tournament, but especially in this match, praising Marcus Mathers and kind of help elevating him to the fans watching it to Nick, Nick Wayne's level to kind of like, yeah, he, Nick Wayne's on TV, but Marcus Mathers probably is one of those next people that might be on TV as a young talent on the indie scene. Well, you know, I just, I'm going to go straight to my notes. I put great choice for an opener. The future looks bright. If you add perch in the mix, all have 20 plus years left in them. That was the first thing I was thinking of. I go, look at all the talent in the ring. I believe all under 25, right? And this one, yeah, I don't know how old Perch is, to be honest. But, yeah, I, I believe I think, uh, Mark Smathers is just like, uh, like 22, 23 maybe. So, yeah, all under 25. Yeah. So the dueling cheers was also a good sign back and forth. I really like seeing that, you know. And I believe they were ready to go heel and face if they needed to, but it just never happened. The fans were just so solid and happy to see both of these two, you know, both of them go at it that, you know, that's all we needed. And um, 15 minutes and 48 seconds. I wanted to mention this before we go further into the show. I wrote this stat down and didn't tell you ahead of time. 15 minutes and 48 seconds is the average match time on this show. That's wow. Almost 16 minutes a match. 
I'm glad that Marcus Mathers and Nick Wayne got this time too. I, I was kind of worried on the time restrictions and I didn't know exactly what night one was going to look like if they were going to do two matches, uh, mm-hmm. like two rounds and then finish it the next night. So I was, I was interested in the time limits of the matches. And yeah, this first one kind of did set the tone. Um, 18 minutes as the match was going, I looked at the time and I forgot like the movie and stuff like that in the intro, but it was like, yeah, it ended at 24 minutes. I'm like, they got like 20 minutes, but 16, it, they told a good story. And like I said, this was perfect for Mathers. I hope they kind of start using Mar- Marcus Mathers a little bit more. And yeah. these kind of matches are good to start rebuilding him. Maybe he could start filling in the Nick Wayne version again, like the hole that kind of Nick Wayne left. Maybe he could uh, kind of fill in while he's gone. And I'm glad he delivered and nick wayne i thought he was going to play heel didn't like the match kind of start with him like not mm-hmm. t- not taking a handshake or something like that yeah i was yeah. like oh they're gonna play into the aw nick wayne they yeah i think at first they were kind of going for that and i don't think the fans bit i, I don't think they are gonna bite for nick wayne that's gonna be a hard one to get that into like especially gcw fans who seen him grow literally before our eyes you're not gonna we're not gonna boo him it's gonna take a lot but um yeah. Well, we did. Yeah, we, we talked about some possible epic uh, turns with regarding Nick Wayne. That would be kind of cool. So our winner in this one, Nick Wayne, he'll be advancing on to the second round. Nice. Yeah, and I was uh, that was part of my bracket. I think you had Nick Wayne winning in the first round too on your bracket. Yes. Yeah. Oh, that was another thing too. Before we go on. Thank you for the brackets again. Like, it was funny. You asked for it, and then, like, two hours later, like, all right, we're going to get a bracket later on tonight, and then, boom, it shut up. I'm glad they do that. I, I think it does add more excitement for, like, the hardcore fans like us to – especially, like, when we're not, like, trying to make content off of them. But, like, it's kind of cool to see other people's brackets and kind of talk about it and discuss, yeah. like, how we were doing in our Twitter threads and stuff. It's a, it's a lot of good discussion points, and I'm glad that they were able to uh, put a bracket here together right before the show. And basically, it's exactly what we try to do. We're just trying to promote the community to be more engaged and have more things to bite on in the off time. And that bracket really gave a lot of the fans a way to, you know, just gave them something to have fun with, bite on. And again, yeah, the communities on Twitter and on Facebook kind of talking to each other. And that's what we want to see. We don't have a lot of inside GCW fan fights. And um, yeah, things like brackets and whatnot. Fantastic. Good choice. We had, we had a lot of good discussions, though, that's for sure. Not in fighting, but a lot of good discussions on uh, how this tournament would play out. Yeah, uh, my bracket got blown up pretty hard on the first day. So I'm just, I'm uh, not going to, you know, my my guys I, that I really thought that were going to advance on the first day advanced. But yeah, my shit got blown up. Yeah, my one bracket uh, did play out the way I wanted to, so I was kind of happy about a quarter of the bracket. One quarter, one little bottom left corner of the bracket I loved <laughs> and uh, hit everyone. Okay, so now I got to look it up real quick here. I got to look at my bracket that I filled out. Okay, there we go. Yeah, so, hmm, yeah, Nick Wayne was going to be my winner in my bracket. He was going to go over Mathers, but, yeah, I, I still stick with it. Mathers is fantastic, and, uh, hmm, uh. If we didn't have Nick Wayne first, I would say that Jordan Oliver would go well with Mathers in some way. Um, if they could become cohesive, then they would be uh, they would be popular and they would do well because they're both young. Ladies love them. What are you going to do? You know, that's it's you know seriously, it's how it works sometimes. Yeah, we saw their chemistry too with a lot of the East West Express versus. Um... 
Mike Mathers and um, Dylan McKay, uh, Wasted Youth. We, they had quite a few matchups, but we talked about it. Like, yeah, they had a lot of chemistry there and stuff. Um, I thought this was good. I, I thought that was good match for Mathers, but also a nice, good match for Nick Wayne to uh, advance on to the second round. And here's where my bracket got busted already in this second match, <laughs> as we have Matt Mikowski going against Tony Deppin. Uh, this had everything. This was the technical masterpiece on the ground and actually with the high flying with the the flying armbar that was crazy i think makowski delivered i think he stepped up and uh he had a great show i think this was a breakout for him like through uh throughout this tournament uh i i enjoyed everything he did i think he maybe stepped up to the next level and was hopefully get some more bookings um maybe on the gcw shows not just the jcw shows on the last show that we had, I said, well, I'm going for Deppen, but I felt like maybe switching because Mikowski's been getting such a push. He's the hot commodity right now. He's one of the new things. And um, yeah, I didn't listen to myself and I picked Deppen for this <laughs> one for the win. So yeah, um, let me see if I have my notes here in front of me because I should. I have Matt's entrance with the wolf mask and the red eyes. It's a, it's also a level up in the wrestling department when it comes to bringing Matt over here. I said he was a perfect opponent for Deppen. Deppen was facing this match, both, uh, both guys wrestling heavy. And I put comeback Matt. I was really concise on my notes. And those are the things I just wanted to say. Um, when the wrestling gets this good, this thick and this heavy on a show, it's hard to sit here and go, well, there was an arm bar. There was this, there was that. I would have to say, I will not be able to describe what went down at this show as well as it did because the wrestling was just so well done. And it's hard for me to go perfect arm bar. All right. Into a perfect leg lock. You know, you know, I mean, it doesn't sound as good, but uh, my, my vanilla, my vanilla words don't really describe just how damn well they did during these matches, the wrestling just wow. Yeah, I this was a good technical match, like uh, you said, and um, like that's how I expected it to be, and it delivered. Um, it was is exactly what I was hoping it would be, and I was I had Tony Deppin as well. I I thought maybe this would be uh, Tony Deppin could kind of go on a little deep run like Joey Janela did last year, and I think this is where I go back to what I was saying at the beginning of this podcast, where the intensity level and like not the seriousness of it, but like. The, do you want to win the Jacob? Like, I don't know. Tony was like, I, Tony was his normal, playful self. Mm-hmm. And I just kind of was hoping to see a, like the mean Tony Depp in that like shrugged all the, like how he used to come out, like in the ring of honor, like get the fuck off me. Don't touch me. I'm, I'm focused. I'm in the zone. This is my time. Yes. Like, especially now with him coming back, like that's what I was really hoping for. And once I saw kind of smiley, the Tony Depp, and I, like, I think that that might've been the start of me souring a little bit on like the intensity level of this tournament um, just because of that. But I mean, that's Tony's character. He just was doing his character. I was just hoping for a little switch up to kind of help build the importance of this tournament, but thin ring definitely killed it with Tony. Um, like I, expected he uh to make him and matt look good and yeah i think he made matt look like a million bucks i'm glad to see matt uh healthy again and out there making these million dollar matches because that was good i was hoping after this match i was really excited to see uh what we would get from matt for the rest of the tournament yeah matt came out of this thing looking like a million bucks and he was also our winner our winner here matt mikowski yes 
Good, strong second matchup. Uh, and then totally differently stylistic matchup, different than what we just saw in the first match. I think that's another thing throughout the whole tournament. We saw totally different kind of matchups. And I didn't see a lot of repetitiveness either, which was kind of a very mm-hmm. nice thing. Each wrestler switched up their moveset, switched up like how they got into the moves. They kind of did storytelling on like the, the a lot of reversal finish, uh, finisher reversals here throughout this tournament, which I loved because it kind of did show, hey, the familiar, familiarity of it. They did do tape work. It kind of like brought the more realistic realism in, to the tournament, in my opinion. Like they did study and playbook and stuff like that. What's up, Alan? We got oh, our Alan, chat rolling <laughs> now. Here we go. Okay, so the point I want to make here is that ever since I've been watching GCW, every tournament that I've watched, it seems like they've always done a good job with um, kind of making sure that each match is unique. There's not a lot of companies that do that sometimes, but it seems like there's always been one hell of a, a good effort to make sure that everybody isn't seeing the same thing yeah i think that's what too for me jordan last year he i think he won every single match with a different finisher like he had the orange crush he had the the torture crab uh he had the acid kick and then i think i forgot what the other one was but yeah like i think that's what like made it feel different because he had to switch it up because they used facing the Joey Janela's, the speedballs who were familiar with him. I, I don't know. Like I think there was two different tournaments that I kind of saw play out, but um, yeah, definitely ain't complaining. Matt killed it. Tony killed it. And um, yeah, good, good technical match. Good difference from the first, uh, c- c- first match of uh, the young guns going at it. Yep. And there's Alan again in chat saying watching the J cup was lit. I missed. Uh, I only missed <laughs> Mathers versus Wayne, but that was only because I was on my PS5. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm a Call of Duty person, and I still play Friday the Thirteenth a ton. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I kind of get that. But if you get a chance, go back and see that Mathers and Wayne Allen because we were just talking about it, and that was a fire ass match. A little bit over 16 minutes. Just you know, the future. Yep. All right, that will lead us into our third matchup as it is Man Like Darius. Oh my gosh, I lost my page here. Versus uh, Man Like Masha yeah, there we Slamovich. Go. I about to say, I should know this. Uh, going against Masha Slamovich, yes. Um, We've never done that before like that. We've never no, you actually take, you done took a announced. That was pretty cool. <laughs> um, talk about stylistic differences. I had no idea what to expect. This is one of those matches where I'm like, I'm hoping for Brett's craziness to shine through in this one. Like these are, this is one of those matchups where I wouldn't have just put those two together because just stylistically different. But when he, Brett does those crazy matchups, they deliver and fuck man. Like Darius, man, he is mm-hmm. killing it. I, I, after this match and as this match was going, I was rooting for man like Darius, but he was showing me something here where I was like, maybe he's like the outside person that would win. Cause that was the one thing going into this tournament. We, everybody kind of picked the same winner, but that's another thing we just talk about the GCW terms. They kind of sometimes as they start feel like we have no idea who is going to win. And then we get some of these upset winners and, and big surprises happen. It kind of makes it feel good that we can't really predict it. And um, this match was totally unpredictable. It was awesome. I, for, for a good part of this uh, this night, this was my matchup of the night. Mm. Uh, for for me, um, the Alex situation on night two. We'll get to that, but that turned this tournament on its head. I don't know if it's just our atmosphere of 
thousands of GCW fans we know, but I could say safely 80 to 90% of the fans that I was talking to and showing brackets had Alec Price versus Jordan in the finals. Yep, that was the overwhelming winner that I saw. Yeah, okay, let's see here. Uh, Alan says, what's crazy for me is the run that Jordan went on. XYDNB member Griffin, former MLD partner Reed. Uh, then we had the East-West Express partner Wayne. Just wish he got Alec in the final. That's exactly, I think, what we were thinking. I really thought that Jordan was going to basically go through all of his old people. I thought that would have been cool as shit. What, a, what an awesome test. And then Alec on his side of the fucking... Oh God, he had he had a whole nightmare. He had he he had to go through Gresham, Janela, Slamovich to get to Oliver. Like what a fucking climb that would have been too. Yeah. So we'll see. I don't know. Putting putting it on Slamovich is very interesting. We'll we'll talk about that, I guess, when we get to it. Yeah, we got a lot more matches <laughs> when we get to that part. Um yeah, what 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 was your thoughts on this match? Like, how do you think it played out? Okay, so Man like Doris, Masha. I wrote down because I'm a big fan of red that everybody was decked out in red and black. I don't know if you saw that. It was one of those times where it fit the the JCW motif perfectly. I, I kind of noticed it, I thought, but I didn't really like keep on paying attention to it. But now you're seeing it. Yeah, I, I see the the red GCW logo. Yeah, man like Doris and Masha with the red. The, I loved. I don't know if you saw. Did you see man like Doris's pants? What he had on his pants? Uh, oh, I just couldn't he had remember. the lyrics, the lyrics to a song oh, was on it one of his like, legs. Was it just like a, 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 a no, like so just, on his on the front of his left leg is all the lyrics of the song, like literally, like uh, what he says word for word. And I thought, like, that's what we need. Like, maybe put that on the screen, even like have like a little like letters jump in, like old school yeah, Sesame ball, Street or something like that. Yeah. Bouncing like they're like a karaoke kind of rap to kind of like get the fans oh into singing God. the old one too. Well, I don't know. I'd loved how he did that for his pants. And as he did that as kind of a member, uh, like a, for his memory for the Jacob. And I thought that was super cool of him. Mm. I thought that was a cool look too to have his lyrics on the pants. Cause we always talk about like, Hey, we need to slow down the song and have the lyrics. He's just like, here, yes. motherfuckers, it's on my pants. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah. I would, I would love to, we won't go into the song, but I would like to see it to where there's something that the American audience can kind of click with. And, um, through exposure and maybe having some time, we'll maybe someone will start to, uh, you know, like Spanish isn't my language and I'm trying to learn the Los Macisos, <laughs> you know? So, um, let's see, Alan's saying, yeah, the Jordan situation. Yeah. We wanted Alec to win here. I thought it was going to be a nice handing of the torch and B earlier was saying how, you know, it really should be the earlier people. I mean, the younger people in here kind of fighting because, this titles to kind of elevate the younger talent at GCW. That's, that's our assumption. That's my of perception what of what that title should be. Oh, yeah. Perception is a way yep. better, way better word than assumption. <laughs> well, I do um, assume a lot. That's why I'm always looking like an asshole in all these picks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, I wrote down that Masha and Doris were putting on their own form of a clinic. The wrestling clinic was just good. Plenty of false finishes. Masha basically comes out over Doris, which was just, I kind of thought it was known, but Doris has had a fantastic, what, two weekends with GCW, LA Phoenix, and then night, night one here. So uh, yeah. he had a great showing out. And I think he's already back in, in England right now. So thank you so much for coming over, dude. 
Yeah, and from what I gather, I don't think that will be the last we see of him in the in the near future, which is nope. very exciting. Um, I think this also just showcased how good Masha is too. Like she could go any style, any wrestler, and have a really good match. Like this was completely like off the wall of what I think like anything that she's kind of faced recently in GCW specifically uh, with Teresa's strength, his high flying moves, his everything. Like it's just it's something completely different. And she killed it. Like she delivered. And it was, this was another match that made her look really good too. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, I, th- I thought this was like the one surprise. I thought this was going to be the surprise of this kind of tournament. Men like Darius pulling off a, up like a upset victory over a former GCW world champion and like get the crowd behind him kind of going into the second match and get like, talk it up and how big of a moment that was because of, as you said, the killer run he's been on uh, LA Phoenix and wherever else I forgot he was on before, but um, I th- that's what I was kind of hoping for and looking out for during this match. But th- this was a killer match. I loved it. I didn't think I liked it as much because I didn't know what to expect. And man, yeah. it was, it was good. I loved, I loved all the false finishes and everything in this match. It was a good match. If we could get Doris and Slater out here together for tag team action, I would love it. We we do a lot of praying and hoping over here at the podcast. And <laughs> every now and then the great Lauderdale touches us with like a blessing. And um gosh, I'd love to see Doris and Slater out here and maybe give this tag division a run for its money for just a little bit amount of time. That would be a fun tag team, absolutely. Yeah, uh, I, I I can't even say anything else. That I would be if they were to be able to like kind of go on a little run here and establish themselves. That would be with the tag teams that GCW's been getting now. That would be fun. The man like Darius versus Slater, the first match I thought of War Dogs. <laughs> like, oh, oh, that, oh my god, yeah. Uh, yeah. See, the wish. thing is though, is I don't know if those guys want to get their faces cut. I don't know if they're that kind of GCW worker because they, they are don't got their, and- get their faces cut anymore. I, I don't know. I was kind of having this discussion a little bit yeah. offline. Maybe we'll could talk about it later if we got uh, time. But uh, the need for cutting or like the I don't know death match. We'll talk about death match later if, okay. if we have okay. time. I know it's weird during the Jacob, or maybe we could save it for next episode or something. But I got a nice discussion on death match that I kind of caused an uproar on. Uh, all right. Should we head on to match number four? Yes, sir. Oh, Shall we? Oh. What? Did you see what? Al- uh, sorry, I'm so sorry. Here, I I just said ooh at the same time you called match four. He's calling Zilla and Jacob Fatu will dethrone violence is forever. I don't think we're gonna see Zilla much anymore. For a you're little thinking, bit, you're thinking he got picked up? Well, he just got pulled back in with uh, reality of wrestling he just got pulled back in with uh booker t and i don't know how much they're gonna let them kind of do a bunch of work i mean they like culture inc do a lot of stuff too so i don't i'm just my original thought of seeing that was like oh they they kind of made a big deal about like him going back home to reality of wrestling kind of makes it feel like they took him off the indies but who knows it's wrestling who i don't know that was my assumption when i saw that today i didn't fucking that would be a good that would be a crazy violent match. Zilla and Jacob Fatu versus Violence is Forever. That's a that is a definitely of a banger tag team match there. I I do like the Cole the Cole Price team together too. Those guys, it's just a nice team because they're likable in two different ways. Yeah. Oh. Okay. Uh, Booker wants to get Jacob WWE. Yes, 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 yes. Okay. 
we got this. Sorry, man. I <laughs> I, I, I track you there. All right. Match number four was Carrie Morton going against Joey Janela. Yeah, I'm all for this, Carrie. Carrie needs to the garbage daddies as a fire J. Um I am loving what Carrie Morton is bringing to the GCW table with this old school territorial wrestling. I'm in mm-hmm. with it. Janela was a perfect vibe match to kind of keep it going with. And, you know, Janela ain't going to do with that shit. So seeing the struggle of kind of keeping it non-extreme while Joey's trying to get as crazy as possible for this tournament, kind of take Carrie out of his uh, com- comfort zone. I enjoyed the kind of struggle that this match kind of told storyline. And Carrie is killing it as this role and i'm glad he's kind of found a little niche into gcw and especially in this providing something completely different and it's been perfect for what uh he's been showing on gcw programming lately you're muted <laughs> I did it last time. It's on oh, you today. Thank you. Thank you so much. Hey, Fire Jay's over here too. He said, Carrie and me filmed that promo before the show, and that dude is off his rocker, Mr. Game Changer. Hey, no shit though. I I'm love it though. You, down in Phoenix, I was um I was sitting there in like that coffee shop area down there, and I was watching Carrie out there walking through the crowd, just working the fucking crowd. He's like, I will kick your ass. And then he goes over to someone else. He there was a guy standing there with a number 73 jersey on, and he didn't even know Carrie was out there doing everything. He's like, number 73. He's like, Yeah, you fuck you. And I'm like, wow, he's out there <laughs> trying to get heat. And and I just thought it was fantastic. And um, I don't know if I've ever seen another wrestler do that in a long time. Big Matt fan. Taven. That what I was just about to Taven? bring up. I'm like the last person I saw kind of do that at like a good level, like before the show at the merch table. Like all the lines waiting to get into the show, and he's at the merch table. He just stands up and starts like berating the fans, and like before the show, the fans are already going into the building, all pissed and mad at him. Then when he came out, like the chorus of booze was perfect. Like that is cool if Carrie's doing that because I'm about to. I also saw the different version of Carrie outside of his match like he was like just backstage like uh talking to some other wrestlers and fans but like he's such a soft nice calm like it's kind of funny though seeing him carry that character and doing the promo work outside of the show for the fans that's that goes into the territorial shit that we we've been kind of saying the last couple shows about him and if we keep seeing him he'll sink into gcw more and more it's gonna take some time but what he's doing i say will work I'm also a big fan that we don't see him show in and show out. I like that he's sprinkled just enough in there to when he comes over to our place, he's still fresh. Everything he does is fresh. His mic work is fresh. I think that's what I'm trying to say there. Kerry knows how to get his ass kicked was what I put down here. Heel 101. That's his dad's work at play. A lot of emotion in this match. It had a very tense feeling. You could feel the emotion between Morton and Janela, and I really like that a lot. But yeah, 17 minutes, and I was begging for more. These two can really, really carry. Uh, no shit, carry. He has, <laughs> he has a good emotion to him. Also, Kerry can look scared. He can look mad. He can look, you know, he can work up a crowd. Fantastic work. Just keep him around, and um, he's going to have that crowd as putty in his hands eventually. It'll just take time. 
I think you labeled perfect that heel 101, man. Yeah, that's it. He's just doing the old school heel, like the facial reactions, yelling at the crowd, the dancing in front of the, the ladies in the front row. Like he's kind of <laughs> reminding me of like a new school Tony Deppin, like the anti-GCW. Ooh, like I know, I know Fire J said like he called himself Mr. Game Changer. Like he's kind of like Mr. Anti-Game Changer. He doesn't want to do the hardcore stuff. He doesn't want to do all that extreme stuff. He wants to go back to the old good old days of wrestling and kind of keep all that hardcore stuff out. And I, I can see him that kind of doing what Tony did. Like maybe when someone tries to get extreme or throw a table in or door, or he just knocks it right out of the ring and nope, we ain't doing that shit. I could see Kerry filling in a different version of anti GCW Tony Depp. And I think that's kind of his spot, perfect spot right now. I'm waiting for the ultimate disruptor to come through GCW, like a Fatu. And he just runs through everybody. And I'm waiting for the day that Cardona becomes a face. He's like always saying, I'm GCW, I'm this, I'm that. I'm a what happens if one day he has to actually defend GCW? Wouldn't it be a great little face turn? I think there's quite a bit of possibility. We were kind of talking about that, maybe with using this Jimmy thing of mm-hmm. maybe we like Jimmy kind of rubs off on Matt and like the crowd starts kind of like Matt Cardone, you know, plays off on uh, Jimmy. Like this kind of reminds me of like the bloodline kind of thing. Like with Sami Zayn, you just enter a random person into like this shit and has nothing to do with it. So he's going to do his own thing. Like Jimmy's going to do his own Jimmy Lloyd shit and he's going to get like one of these natural reactions out of Cardona that's going to be like one of these you can't hate but to smile and laugh at it, like how he Sami Zayn always used to break the bloodline and make them break characters. That kind of slowly turned Jey Uso face and stuff like that. And I I was kind of picturing maybe a possibility when we were talking about all these things that Broski Jimmy could do nowadays with Cardona. That was one possibility. That there still is. I think he can possibly be like one of those people defending GCW, but mm-hmm. I think you'd have to get a big heel that nobody Huge. likes like aj francis might have been a good kind of start of like cardona heel face like no hey motherfucker this is you ain't coming in and trying to do my kind of shit and take over and you get let go from the company and make a name for yourself you're like i've already done it not gonna do it on my company i thought that was a good place to start because aj francis is kind of like the antithesis of gcw as well like he doesn't kind of fit the mold of what we kind of expect from gcw and when he showed up he got major heel heat and i think that uh he would be a good foil for someone to turn uh turn face to represent gcw aj gets some crazy weird heat i'm all for seeing him back again though but it's like he's got go away heat in there with real i hate you heat mixed in there with i'm just a heel heat it's it's really interesting i don't see a lot of heels that get as much actual shit as he gets it's really interesting like we have tony deppin as a heel but no one's really giving him shit online and you know no one's really we're just we do our part as fans to say fuck you and he but it seems like aj it's almost like for some reason he does magnet uh, heat like crazy i don't know why or how but if he learns how to harness that correctly dude's gonna be fucking nuts I, I've kind of started to get, enjoy him a little bit more than I did. And I think in, and I think in what he's saying and how he's wording his stuff on Twitter, I, I talked to you about this off day. Like I wasn't a fan of AJ coming into GCW. I never kind of was yeah, a fan, yeah. but now I'm starting to realize, and, and now I'm seeing him in TNA, in other independent wrestling, and still now on Twitter being a lot more active. Just stuff. I think I'm seeing a lot more of him and seeing now his actual personality, not just his character as he was kind of always in, in WWE, but then his, like you never saw him on TV. So that's why I think me, I'm starting to come around him because I'm seeing a lot more of him and seeing 
way more of his personality, his in-ring work, and he's actually a pretty good, strong dickhead heel in every yeah. company he's been working on. It, but but he's playing it perfectly, and I I am enjoying this run when I never thought I would en- want to see AJ Francis. I actually kind of been wanting to see him lately, and uh, I think he's been doing good. I think he could yeah. still come back in GCW and still do something else kind of fun with someone else other than Joey right now. And I'm with Alan in chat there. This is just AJ without the WWE shackles on him. You know, that's a fantastic thing. That's why I love watching some of these wrestlers learn in a higher company like WWE or AEW and then do something, apply all of that that they've learned down in the independents like Joey Janela, Matt Cardona, people that have really raised the uh, raised the bar in the independent scene with what can be done. It's not just like, okay, the hot dog and handshake. Now they're getting... I don't know, two hot dogs, maybe some catering. Like, you know what I mean? Things have changed a little bit thanks to Cardona. And I'm, I'm sure there are many others that have been part of that process. But yeah, the AJ thing is, um, I think it's going to work. Man, the heat that he gets. I just, wow, impressive. Yeah, like, uh, I, I'm, I think that's where I think Elijah, the former, um, whatever, what was his name? Oh my God. Oh, I know who you're thinking um, of with the guitar. Yeah. Elias. Um, I think he creatively without these shackles on Mustafa Ali's killing it without these shackles on showing a brand new kind of different character on the independent scenes. Like I'm, that's why I was saying before when this group of talent was let go, there's going to be a lot of fun creativity and these, all these people can go in the ring and, um, I'm excited to see. Hopefully we get one or one of these uh, matchups. I saw Speedball get the Elias matchup on Wrestling Revolver. I was kind of disappointed in that one. But um, hopefully we get Elias and GCW or Elijah and GCW. All right. Uh, oh, you're muted again. <laughs> Damn, man. I was just going to say that every now and then Wrestling Revolver will beat GCW to a good match. And so be it. We we beat them on a lot of good matches, too. So back to oh, yeah. we go. Uh, going back to this Joey match, I don't know if we said the winner or not, but uh, our winner Joey, is Joey Janela. <laughs> Joey Janela picks up. No, you're good. Picks up the victory over Kerry Martin. Um, another good showcase for Kerry Martin. I, I hope to see him in next year's GC in the J Cup. I think he would be a good fit next year, um, even as a returning person with his young age and stuff. I think he could provide something different next year. All right, uh, next match of the first round, one of the ones I was really looking forward to, Jonathan mm-hmm. Gresham against Alec Price. Yeah, I don't know what happened. I don't know. This match did, didn't get enough time, in my opinion, to kind of fulfill me in this match and my high expectations. It was a quick nine-minute match. Not quick. There was a lot of action. Um, I, I was just When it ended, I was just like, like I just was so much wanting a lot more being told throughout <laughs> that match. Um, it was good. It was a good nine minute match. Um, I just wanted more. I don't. I don't know. I don't. I didn't see anything what happened. I didn't read up anything. But um, I just want more of these two <laughs> against each other. Very interesting. They brought in Gresham for a less than ten minute match. And and for one yeah one match. That's what another thing that was c- kind of very confusing to me. I'm like. If you're going to bring in like a Gresham, you want to use him maybe one or two, three matches possibly. And that, especially as a big name to help elevate, even though if he's beaten these competitors to advance, like tell, elevate the young talent. I, yep. yeah, I don't know. I, I was stunned by this ending. <laughs> yeah. Price, Price needed this match and Gresham got him there. I think that's the best way to put it. 
he was showing full capabilities. He was a welcome face. Speaking of welcome, welcome back, Gresham. I I said this before, I'll say it again, and I know you do it more than I do because you're a bigger fan of Gresham, but when, when he goes into the ring, I settle into my seat because I know we're going to have a fantastic night of wrestling. You know what I mean? Like, we know that we're going to get a story. What's up, Kev? Kev's up in chat too, Alan. So, wow, all right, there we go. <laughs> What's up, Kevin? Um, yeah, I, um, let's see here. Is there anything else? Yeah, I mean... Let's see. John went for the low blow and Alec caught him for three. I mean, it was a surprise. I'm I'm almost like I'm like you. I'm kind of stunned. Less than 10 minutes for a Gresham match. I mean, and I don't hate it. I guess you could tell, like, hey, Alec, I wanted to do whatever he can to win in advance and in a short amount of time possible because he's going to have to wrestle for him. It's like that you could play off. And like I kind of Gresham stunned look too, and like you really did like kind of did that was I think that kind of made me start to like oh okay I'm glad Alec won but I don't know I just wanted I I if I if I get Gresham I don't want more than damn ten minutes especially against Alec Price man like I don't know I I agree with Alan here he said their match was dope as hell I loved it I just wanted more way more than what we got um that's just me being selfish I I'm not against you I. Uh... Just like Los Macisos, a lot of these people, I'm like, who is this? What is this? And you're over the moon about them. And then it eventually, you know, they win me over. I was looking more, I was looking for more out of Gresham. And normally, I'm not going to lie, people may hate me for this, but I generally didn't watch him as much. And now I'm like, damn, they flew him out for that. I mean, checking into the hotel took longer than that match, you know? So I look at things like that sometimes, but I mean, they used him in the right spot. It was for Alec Price, but I mean, another seven to five minutes would have made both look so much better. And I think it would have told Alex's Price story throughout this tournament would have helped him out a little bit better too. going through a battle with Gresham that was 10 or 15, 20 minutes long other than this nine. It kind of, I don't know. I I agree with you. I am shocked that you bring Gresham in for a 10 minute match, but I ultimately am glad that Alec Price was the one that got that match because I that that was a fun match and um, I was glad to see at least them go off against each other. Just just wanted more. That's all. Our winner, our winner in this one, Alec Price. He advances to round two. And that was good for my uh, my bracket there because I I think I missed on the, net, the last two matches on my bracket as well. <laughs> my bracket was busted. I'm like, oh, forget it. <laughs> Speaking of which, Alan just made a point here. Um, if that match goes longer than nine, Gresham's going to start getting him with all the submission stuff. See, he must be a fan of Gresham also. Alec had to get his shit in as quickly as possible, and he learned from his loss last year. What a great point. I and I wish that. and I wish if that was the re- – like they would have explained it more that way because – like, I don't know. I think that Gresham holding him in longer than nine minutes, like an octopus, just stretching him out for longer and longer. I think that's yeah, just going to help yeah. get the fans even more behind Alec into the next match and help further his story along. You get to possibly get a nice big pop if he were to win. I think it could have been, I could have just helped Alec a lot more, as in my opinion. But I, I get it. I get it. The, I could talk myself into Alec Price winning that quickly, is I guess yeah. what I'm trying to say. Yeah, he said, uh, Kev said that Gresham told off Tony Khan he doesn't play nice, you know? Some uh, I don't think that like was that. a story either. <laughs> yeah, I heard well, uh, other okay. people about every, there's multiple stories on everything like out there, but yeah. I know he wasn't happy about a loss he was going to take, so he didn't even get real dressed up. He kind of 
all I know is the on-screen stuff that, you know, he came out wearing just basic clothes for his match, took the loss. There was no reason. There was no build up to it. Like he was mad. Like you're rebuilding this ring of honor. I am your world champion. And there was no build up. It was just, Hey, yeah, let's get yeah. the belt off this guy and just move him off. And I think he was mad. Like he would, he didn't mind. Like from what I heard, he didn't mind doing the job to Claudio. He just wanted to like make it a bigger deal to, for Claudio. And like for him, like that just kind of showed him, Hey, they're not like, I am the champion. You bought this company knowing I'm the champion and they're not going to like respect me. I think I wouldn't want to stay either if I, that's how I was going to be treated. But I don't know. That's, just my opinion of everything man i don't i don't think i think a lot of these wrestlers i think we as fans think they care a lot more about wins and losses than what really happens okay so no lie i mean if you ever sit down with a lot of these the wins losses mean jack shit i mean maybe if you're trying to sell sell a championship story these things don't yeah and tony or make it make sense yes and tony bringing it into aew i do agree to it to a point however how are you going to push a young kid think about it he's got 32 losses out of 45 matches his 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 he looks like shit so for you to push one of these young guys he's gonna have to get all those matches built just to break 500 and then to get a winning record so the the record may not be a good thing because it's going to be hard for you to sell a 21 year old guy who comes in who's just the next big thing and as he was building his career, you handed him a ton of losses. So you can make this guy build up in less than a year without him having to win all those, you know, to make his to make his shit look right. Here, what I'm saying is, is we get very heavy on the wins and losses. That means some of the newer guys that are coming into the company with a lot of losses, it'll take them longer to get a push down the road because their uh, record will not reflect the push. I know that was some next level shit there, but. No, I, I, I'm a big fan of like the wins and losses and stuff like that. But I think in combat sports, like in boxing and MMA, like, Hey, if the, like an unranked person beats the number six, even though it wasn't supposed to like right there, even if they're on four losses, boom, they're jumping up right into the rankings. And like, I think that's how, no matter how much you bury a person, it's, it's called creative. You could creatively in however long time you want, in my opinion, three matches, build up somebody and boom have a now they make sense to possibly challenge for the belt like i think you could dig yourselves out of a lot of hole if you just be creative with your creative in my opinion that's my booking thing i don't know well said <laughs> all right uh alec price does pick up the victory over jonathan gresham and does advance to round two uh, the next match was the scramble six-person match as Charles Mason, Billy Starks, Cole Radjic, Jack Cartwheel, Myron Reed, and Mr. Danger fill out the six people in this scramble match for round one. I was very interested to see where this was going because all that talent is totally different. And I think the scramble was, I don't know, like, I don't like the scramble, but kind of being part of the J cup either. Like that's just me nitpicking, I guess. Like I just keep it a one-on-one and just do a fun tournament one-on-one. I think the scramble, 
it gives more names an opportunity, but I just like, as we were talking about earlier, I think some of these names have bigger names. They shouldn't be having to, this is the kind of feels like, Hey, this is like the 16th <laughs> spot in the tournament. Who's that last person to feel like in, co- in college basketball, you got like four horrible teams wrestling against, or, uh, playing against each other you don't have like the top well i guess nowadays you do but you don't have like some of these top names fighting i wish like it could have been all the young talent the mr dangers the man like Derice, Mikowski, and all those people should have been in that scramble in my opinion other than some of these big names so i see your point here if it wasn't for a storyline i'd be like why is jordan going up against griffin mccoy when jack cartwheel is in the scramble billy starks is in the scramble myron reed is in the scramble cole radrick's in the scramble charles mason's in the scramble the only one that i don't think the only one i think does fit the scramble is mr danger here but i'm just saying that without the yeah. storyline griffin mccoy was in a singles match why some of these real true fucking fan the ones that fans love are all in one match together like it's just you're blowing the load all at one time kind of thing here so um but I wanted Cole Radrick to win, and you got your way on this one. Your guy won, Myron Reed. Yeah, I was I was rooting for him. I was obviously for other reasons, just to kind of tell a cool storyline through Jordan's bracket. Um, yeah, I got definitely what I wanted. One, I think, big talking point throughout we could talk about. Mm-hmm. Where does Charles Mason go from here? Yeah, he posted a lot of cryptic stuff. Yeah, a lot of cryptic stuff online. Uh, them beating up Cole Radrick at the end of the match. That, that a possible next feud for him after Alley Catch or after uh, Hammerstone? I, I don't know. Like that's that's I'm interesting. Into I, I I'm into seeing something different from Mason. We were kind of talking Me about too. seeing something different. Maybe this is like him realizing Perro's not working out for me. Holiday's going to go back to MLW. I won't be probably able to work with him as often as I want to. I need to come up with some new people to have my back. Or maybe he's just – maybe sheds like himself and comes out like, hey, I'm going to build myself up. Like kind of like a self – not a self-hate kind of thing, but like a self-torture because he's a crazy animal. Like maybe realize like, hey, I've done a lot of bad. Like let me just come out and let everybody whoop my ass. Kind of be like a, a pariah and like how it's like Seth Rollins was in the Survivor Series. Like here – just beat me up. I'm done. I'm no good here anymore. Like, and then maybe that will get a new Charles Mason. I don't know. I'm very interested and excited. And hopefully we get some different form of Charles Mason uh, moving forward. And then Alan made a great point here that I need to kind of go to. I said, Mr. Danger is perfect in this scramble. He was replacing Rena Yamashita. So this scramble also had our, our, what our UV champion. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if they announced uh, that match at that time, schedule-wise. I don't remember off the top of my head, but that would have been interesting. Yeah, UV champion in a scramble. Like uh, that's yeah, where, that's yeah. what I'm saying. That kind of like makes my point of what I was saying earlier. I was happy that Scarlet kind of found her guts a little bit through Paro out from the beginning, so there was no fuckery. Because sometimes I just want to see a clean match. Happy to see Billy back. I put that it was an exciting scramble with a lot of topes. I don't know if you saw there was a spot there where it was just tope, tope, tope over. Ah, I like those little fun spots in during the scramble. You just always kind of like, oh, who's next to fly out and who's next? Like you can see them all getting lined up and ready to do their special flying move to the outside. I don't I don't mind those spots like that in scrambles. Yeah, I look forward to seeing what Charles Mason's going to do. Myron Reed, I'm hoping we're not seeing the last of him anytime soon. Billy, I feel, is a treat that she can like come to GCW anytime. Same. Jack Cartwheel. I think it's only a matter of time before he gets picked up too. I consider Jack Cartwheel a treat. 
He's one that I kind of had as a sleeper that I would have really loved to see win if it wasn't like one of my top two. That him as a third would have been awesome. He would have been a great champion, especially at the JCW level. Yeah, he could have carried that into a lot of shows. I really wish we were allowed to have more belts carried on other shows. I really do. Yeah, and that uh, as we get near the finals, uh, Alan brought up a good point of uh, like our now jcw champion and what that's really going to mean for that belt and what are what how much exposure is that belt going to be able to provide gcw now based off its holder because of the company that they work for yeah that'll be a fun talk later uh i don't think we announced the winner for oh yeah we did myron reed uh oh yeah i i like this scramble obviously myron reed was my pick so uh it delivered billy you called it billy starks again anytime we get her and nick wayne i consider a treat thank you tony khan for that um and yeah mason and billy kind of going at it kind of brought back some memories too i was getting kind of worried like please don't rehash that little scene thing but i was kind of a cool callback throughout the match you know, they're really doing a good job with Billy over at AEW. It's not like I'm watching it, watching it, but every time I see something, it's nice to see her with a continuous story going on. And I like that they put her in a place where she gets bullied and, you know, she's getting pushed around a little bit. And because, you know, that baby face turn is coming and then it's going to be such a huge pop when she goes off. It's only a matter of time. I think she already is. I think she already turned on Ring of Honor. Yeah. Oh, like she was that's in like how the, much I, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> Yeah, she did turn, and it was kind of a big pop. Um, if I remember, I'm trying to look it up now. I believe like they that match main evented uh, Ring of Honor, if I'm not mistaken, that night, which was a oh, kind of a cool so moment. Cool. Yeah, Billy was able to main event to Ring of Honor. Uh, I'm kind of can't find it real fast right now, but uh, I'll look it up here soon. All right, you know, um, also Nick Wayne. When we saw Nick Wayne in Phoenix, just hanging around, kind of quote unquote well, on a stage slash backstage it was nice to see him just hanging around and then boom they had him uh they had him at the okay so what i was trying to say holy crap my mind is like wondering i'm trying to read my notes no i'm trying to read my notes and shit but i was like wow nick wayne's at the phoenix show i'm really surprised he didn't like do any work or anything but i was just happy to see him because anytime he's still in the atmosphere that way, yeah. you know, there's a chance to see him wrestle still. Holy crap. <laughs> uh, yeah, Billy Starks did main event that night with Athena, and yeah, almost a damn near 30 minute one. Um, that is, is cool, though, to see Billy Starks being able to come back as well. Like, I feel like, like well, not her specifically, because she was wrestling a lot of different other promotions other than GCW, but Nick Wayne kind of feels like that was our own. With him and Defy, that was kind of like his main promotions. All right, let's go into what match is this? Six, seven, seven. Yeah. Oh, I'm on the wrong night. My bad. Uh, Jesus, there we go. Match number seven. <laughs> as we get a little break uh, in the tournament action, we get the GCW tag team title match as Violence is Forever defends the belts against the astronauts. I'm going to try these names here. Here we go Fuminori Abe and Takuya Nomura. I'm kind of closer, I think. I think you are too. <laughs> I'll, just, I'll go with you on this. <laughs> I've never seen an astro- astronaut's match. I'm fans. Right. 
that was crazy. That was the, they had a great weekend as well. Like to spice up the tournament, add some uh, non singles matches. They were great. I love the astronauts. Violence forever. This kind of brought them back to the violence and the the hard hitting action with uh, the astronauts. And I love this match. And astronauts are. I wouldn't mind seeing them come back. And we are seeing them come back, which is nice uh, during Joey Janela's spring break. You know, I'm. I'm famously more of a Lucha guy than I am Japanese wrestling style guy, but I'm with you here. These astronauts did so damn good. It's like, how can you deny them? If they come back, not going to complain. As long as they keep up that hard hitting kind of, kind of style that they came with, but yeah, really good match. I definitely want a rematch. This was one of those uh, matches where fans were pounding the ring chanting. Well, uh, please come back. So that says a lot right there. I really hope that we have some more uh, some more dates coming for the astronauts. Yeah, that 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 was that was a great match. I actually think the next night the next night's match was even more incredible from them. Um, they seem very diverse too. They are able to have a hard hitting match with violences forever. They're able to switch it up to a more high speed kind of spotty match with the um, speedball and. Yeah, astronauts, I'm here to stay. Uh, I want them to stay. They're awesome. And I am thankful that we do get to see them during Collective Weekend and hopefully maybe even past that as we see some of the the wrestlers overseas kind of keep on coming back. Yeah, our, our best tag teams that we've ever had in GCW were the versatile ones. You know, they have to go in there. They have to know how to wrestle. They have to know how to have a death match, you know, so on and so forth. So we're fortunate here. We probably have found another tag team just as versatile in the astronauts. Yes. Uh, Violence is Forever do pick up the victory and retain the GCW tag titles. I will be remiss if we don't go back to that uh, that scramble match real fast. The best spot of yeah. that match. We totally didn't talk about Jack Cartwheel doing <laughs> cartwheels in the back as Charles Mason and everyone <laughs> else is beating up Cole Radjanik. That totally reminded me of the, the Chappelle show scene. Like the one guy just doing the robot in the background. And you see Cart Jack Cartwheel just doing cartwheels as Cole Radjanik's getting stretched out. I loved that scene. Uh, seeing that little moment there <laughs> dude i thought the video was a loop because yeah, that's his cartwheels I... were so perfect yep exactly <laughs> uh, okay this now will lead us into the second to last first round match as the defending jersey jacob champion and tournament winner jordan oliver defends against griffin mccoy uh Glad to see Jordan back. Man, it felt like a while since we've seen him back. I was really excited. Yeah. Uh, obviously, him yeah. being my favorite wrestler, um, it, it was so nice seeing him get to come back. And um, I forgot, I believe it was during this first match. I don't want to misp uh, misspeak here, but I'm kind of quickly looking. When did he get the entrance, the singer, the person that sings his entrance? Was that uh, later on or was it the first match? I, Alan, help oh. us out here. Okay, Alan no, it's not the first match. Okay. I'm at the first match now, so it's not there. I thought it. Oh yeah, it is first match. Yeah, there he is. Okay. Uh, Joe okay. like a boss is in there singing. Um, I, I thought Alan called that out earlier too, but I didn't see Joe until <laughs> now. Just now, so yeah, he is in there. Um, I thought that was cool. That was kind of a nice welcome back. This was like a our champions heroes welcome back to GCW. Even though it's it's been a couple months. Um, they Dave Prezak did a uh, good job on commentary talking about all the good matchups he's had in the UK and all the different promotions and. Wrestling like man, like Darius out there and Leon Slater. I liked how they did keep us informed 
of what Jesus, what he's been doing over there. And I think the only reason they did it is because of this tournament and he's the champion because we don't get that same kind of feedback when uh, Rena was over there defending the belt or anything else like the, from any of our other champions when they leave or leave and go overseas with belt. We don't really hear anything about it. So I do want to commend uh, Prazek for doing a great job on commentary, keeping the fans updated on what they might have missed uh while Jordan's been gone with this belt for the Jersey Jacob. Um, I just wasn't thrilled to see Griffin McCoy again, get this match. I don't, I, I'm just done seeing Griffin and Jordan, even though it feels like it might not still be done. I, I think these <laughs> two just need to be done. And, and I like Griffin. I just like, Hey, you missed your first shot. You're like, I don't know, like to stop, like he shouldn't get no more, but I'm glad he had this match to tell Jordan's story throughout this tournament to started off as he wrestled against a, his, one of his more current former tag team partners in uh, Griffin McCoy. With me and Griffin, I'm not like I'm flat. Even I don't have anything really mean and nasty or whatever. Cause you know, Oh my gosh, he's in the, no, um, I, I don't see why he's in it or why a storyline should have been pushed for six weeks for a first round match so i mean things like that made no sense and yeah i i i barely remembered who he was and i'd rather not remember who he is like i said not negative it's just i don't really i i'm the same way like i kind of thought he might have been the next breakout with jordan during that he's got a good look he was pretty good in the ring i don't like i Lately, I haven't been impressed with him, and I, I don't know if it's his new character and it's just like totally off-putting to me. Like even in ring, doesn't seem like it's up as up to snuff as was it was when I first started watching Jordan and Young Demo broke. Like Griffin might have even at some point I thought like Griffin might have been the actual breakout star instead of Jordan huh. at some point, just because his look and how he was. But I don't know. I think he maybe I don't know. In my opinion, I. I it's not hasn't been the same Griffin McCoy, and I'm I'm not really liking this kind of new character stuff. It just seems kind of really forced and not natural, and just, I don't know. Mm-hmm. I'm that's why it's kind of sour on it. Forced and not natural. Yeah, like when you see a wrestler who's not important come out and say, "I'm important." No, you ain't. <laughs> well, we kind of saw too, like when Blake first started his heel run, he was kind of trying to, he was going and doing something he's not used to doing, going yeah. and being in the heel. And he was just trying to do the, he did like the corny easy shit at the beginning, but it worked. And then we kind of turned against him, but we saw him grow his character and start doing some more heelish and different stuff for his character. And he grew into his natural heel character. And I think that's why we live in loving this run with him as because he's more natural than when it, he first started it as no heart or dark heart whatever he was when he was going against yeah. moxley like that was absolutely forced and that's what i'm getting from griffin right now too yeah exactly what alan said i'm so tired of this top guy shit like he tweeted the other day like oh, some something i'm like what are you talking for you've lost three times against jordan what are you talking about him about losing against the final like shut up like i know it's like in character into the story but fuck top guy dude like you haven't won a match in how long like i don't know I'm just, it's just so like unfitting and not, not natural right now for me for Griffin. And I hope he kind of finds himself in, cause I think he could be a badass heel and be uh, up there and being pushed in JCW, just not at the moment. I mean, for me, it's like Griffin McCoy, just please stop. Put someone else in that position. What's up, Wizard? He's way. here. Happy Thursday. Hey, yeah, up, I mean, like I said, no, nothing truly bad, but at the same time, it's like, I just put someone else in that position because I don't, I don't 
I'd like to just see someone else. That's all. And and as uh, Alan said, like Griffin still said he's going to get payback, and I'm like, please don't. Like please it, no. it should be done. Like I, I I will let you have this match just because it was for Jordan's story for the tournament. You fit in perfectly. Other than that, no more. Please go build yeah. yourself up against Amanders. Go build yourself up against. Uh, um charlie tiger and young dumb like start doing something there then like build build him up to the be the next top guy instead of just throwing him in there when he wasn't even the top guy in his own fucking group sorry that's just my thing i can't like that just didn't make any sense to me but um he it was it was he did his role in this match i think to be the absolute bad guy and to get the crowd to absolutely love jordan even more on his welcome return match and i think griffin did a good job during this match to do that role yeah, Jordan won this with a low blow. How un-Jordan-like. Hey, it's a new finisher, especially against Griffin McCoy after everything I just said. I'm <laughs> all for finisher. it. I'm all for it. Like That one was kind of like a little bit shocking too. I was like, has he been hanging with Nick Wayne a little bit too much now with uh, Father Christian over there? But uh, I liked it. It, did, it was kind of like, Jordan, I'm fucking tired of your shit. Boom, get out of here. I'm done with you. Kind of like kind of thing. Like, I don't care if I just low blowed you. I, I enjoyed that, even though it was so uncharacteristic <laughs> of him. Oh uh, man, oh man. I'm just I'm, all right. I'm having I'm having a breather here for a second. I just saw Bizzard come in, so I'm kind of seeing what he had oh. too. Uh actually, this is nice, something Biz. between he and I, but he's been working really hard to get a good job. So he's just basically telling us that his He's in a he's on the next step to a good thing. So good shit, Bizzard. Another listener yes. who's happy and getting his shit together, man. Good stuff. It, yes, it uh, takes time. <laughs> yeah, no, we uh we Yeah, I uh yeah, we were talking about that. Good for you, Biz. Good. That's awesome, man. Hell yeah. Uh, okay, so main event night one, round one, I guess I should say, of Jersey Jacob. And I am glad it oh. Jeez, I keep clicking on the wrong one. I keep clicking on night two on accident. And I'm like, wait, that's not the match. Just kidding. I am right here. Uh, the great Sasuke goes against Mike Bailey. I should say returning to GCW to go yes. against Speedball Bailey. Though, If there's one person I wanted to see Sasuke go against, it's Speedball. Uh, not shocked it's the main event. I was kind of glad it got the main event. I was interested to see how long it would go based off of kind of how we've seen as we're talking about 15 minutes, 15 minutes, 15 minutes. I thought yeah. maybe that would have been like the comfort zone for a good, great Sasuke match, especially at, I think they said his age of 53 or maybe even older. I can't remember what I read, but this match, great Sasuke stepped it up and delivered a 28-minute match, damn near 28-minute match with yeah. Speedball. Wow. Sasuke doesn't look like he lost a step. Like, I mean, he is moving slower, but it's more with a purpose of what he's going to do. He's not as as high flying as he was, but I think now what he's moving is more purposeful and like kind of like the cerebral assassin. Like, my move is what I'm glad to do is for a purpose. And him and Speedball like clicked. Yes, it's Muta that that step. Everyone has a calculation. The great Muta. Yeah, that's a, as we saw, like Great Muda back in the day was flying with the kicks and going all over the place. But as he got older, slowed it down, still delivered the kicks. Might not have been as fast as they were, but probably even more powerful, more well-placed because he's more veteran. But like, yeah, I love that kind of stuff for the aging veteran. But Sasuke balled out. He did a went for a front flip on speedball and at the very last second. I love whoever caught the video of that. Like, it was such perfect timing at the very last speedball. Uh, uh, very last second, speedball moved out of the way and 
Sasuke went flying through the top rope onto a chair and uh, <laughs> he he went all out for this match. And I'm so cool. It was so cool to see him do that. Yeah, Sasuke, 34 years in the industry, 54 years old. Um, wow. I didn't know what to expect, honestly. I know that the whole circular story here was that he participated in the first JCW, you know, the Jersey J Cup. Sorry, Jersey. So um, I didn't know what to expect, but I didn't expect a 30-minute match. And I did not expect, I'll just go ahead, Great Sasuke as the winner in this one had no idea. They told a fantastic story. There was a spot where Sasuke came off the top rope and pretty much put his body through a chair, which I think that was, yeah, it was this. Yeah, that was a spot. Yeah. Oh, man. Beautiful show, though, um, overall. And this really did kind of put the cherry on top of a very strong wrestling night. Yeah. Uh, I this was another speedball. Like I know we we talk about all Sasuke there, but that's that's speedball. Like he's just so good. He could have a match against Yoshiiku. That's a fucking classic in my opinion. I'd love that match. But th this I after this match, uh I was even more thinking how we talk about the title, the next champion speedball is like the perfect representative of what independent wrestling is he wants to have these crazy matches that are not just always in the ring he loves like the ddt style like that's one thing i'm starting to get involved too like i love the ddt wrestling on trains and in on the in the in the track and field in the park they're just wrestling fucking everywhere and i just love it like that's what speedball loves like he's like he just loves independent wrestling i think him as champion and if you kind of let him pick his story for a few months and the matchups and the what kind of how it's going to run i think that would just jump gcw like bring something innovative and bring something new to the table that speedball can provide and i think like his the hardest isn't on him like that we we're talking about the leash or the the wwe mm -hmm. wwe leash on aj like i don't think there's any really leashes on speedball but i think if you just like literally carry this company run it i think he could do a lot of fun intriguing and entertaining matchups as champion and uh this match with sasuke just showed all that in in my opinion speedball had another classic match against a uh a, vet, a veteran and I, like I said i didn't think sasuke would hold up but sasuke delivered like i'm so glad he put his body on the line for us for that match yeah it same thing you bring in speedball for like one match i'm like no it's speedball he carried so late into the into the event uh last year also before i forget with jordan if he would have picked up this win he would have been jcw uh for a full year he had the title for 364 days that so that was kind of like a that. little thing too that was like oh could have just been it but i i'm i'm fine with what well partially fine of what happened at the end of this tournament but uh we were kind of saying last time we, we were thinking maybe sasuke might have been the might lose round one to speedball but then he might be the surprise challenger for blake christian so this uh, uh i don't think we did say the winner but sasuke did pick up the victory over speedball and advanced around two which in my opinion was a shock but i was glad to see it and i was like that kind of goes we, you're not gonna pay sasuke for one match to come over here to do that so uh i was glad to see him to move on tonight too, but surprised and kind of interested because I forgot uh, who is uh, match two first round or second round matchup was against. Oh, Nick Wayne. So that was a cool like little thing too that happened during their match. But Sasuke 
showing out. Like <laughs> I'm all for like this is what I want these veterans to do. You're gonna show up GCW, put yourself in GCW, show up for a couple shows, yep. go out there and give it your all for the fans. And we don't get that all the time from these veterans but i'm when it does happen we definitely notice it and we're always so appreciative of it and yeah great sasuke thank you for balling out on jcw night one with speedball i always say that you're on our stage you bring in an ecw original or whatever you know we know what you're coming with but you're on our stage whether you like it or not the fans are part of the show at gcw we don't just sit around and watch and politely clap we can change the storyline sometimes. Sometimes a heel will go in and walk out a fucking face. Like It can just happen. But I do know that we do show gratitude. So that's one thing I know GCW fans really do well. So I love seeing someone come in and take on our stage. Uh, also, gosh, I was going to mention something else here. Because cage match. This lets me know that the internet's a little crazy. What do you think was the lowest rated match of the night? According to the fans on Cage Match. I'm not looking. I saw saw the actual show was rated low, which was... Surprising. That low was surprising to me. I I, I thought it was like... Hey, I thought maybe last year was a 10. I would say maybe this year so far, especially night one eight and a half actually night one probably a nine i was i was at a nine like like i was saying earlier it wasn't as good as last year but i, w- I don't want to say it was like so bad like i thought it was good but the the worst match like you want me to say the number or what do i think the worst match on that one was which which what do you think would be the one that's the lowest rated match on this show first uh, night one the, yeah according to the mm. you know cage match people i'm gonna probably say they probably picked the scramble the main event sasuke the versus mike bailey was considered the the worst match on the show no shit uh the best match i'm on glad the i show? don't pay attention to the ratings exactly. i just use it to look up information and title holders and dates and matches and car and locate i'm so glad i don't look at the goddamn ratings. are you kidding me the highest rated match on the show was violence is oh, forever versus the astronauts I don't. I can't hate that. Yeah, five point yeah, three yeah. Sasuke and Speedball. Get yeah. out of here. Yeah. And the GCW tag team title was seven point eight eight, based upon forty two votes, which is almost double any of the other votes uh, matches voted on. Oh, that's, I don't so agree. That's that, why I'm glad I don't yeah. look at it. <laughs> that just reinforces I, my belief. I had to be that asshole. I had to just say it out loud. But yeah, that was the lowest rated one. And that was a surprising 5.5. You don't even want to know what the lowest rated one on the next show is. You want to know? <laughs> oh, my gosh. My boy is gone. What did he- Oh, there you are. I, I, was getting, I was lonely there for a minute. I was going to say, do you want to know what the lowest rated match on night two is? Should we save that for, for we finish night two? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's we don't give any spoilers. Dude, I'm I do want to know that. Place tonight. I do want to know that information, okay. though. Uh, my fault, guys. I, I did uh, leave the, the thing there. Hopefully, we're still on live. Uh, looks like we still are on YouTube. Yep. Okay, good. Uh, whew, that was scary there again. Yeah, uh, yeah. Sammy, Sammy pulled a Billy Kidman that Bizzard said and <sighs> broke Jeff Hardy's nose, dude. I could never see Sammy again. It'd be fine. Sammy, okay. So Sammy is either injuring someone or getting injured. I, I think I'm I may like about guy, something. But ever since he left, what's her name? That was just the normal lady and left for what's her name? They, they did that all wrong and it made him look like a dick. 
he goes on TV and proposes and you, two to three months later. He's with someone else. And it's like, man, oh, we're on. Yeah, I'm talk, but no, I, I could be. I'm done with Sammy. I, I never liked him. Never was a fan Pam. of him. Like that, I was. Pam. Oh, yeah. Team Pam, wife, bro. Yeah. Team Pam. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. No, she probably I never cooks I... better, too. <laughs> hey, yeah. No shit. I bet you she cooks better. Uh, yeah, I've never been a fan of Sam. He's just, I don't know. I don't see, he's just a high spot. I'm moving, I'm, I'm, I'm yes. moving forward. <laughs> no, 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 there's a song for that, but it's okay. <laughs> I won't sing it, but yeah. Really all the Team Pam love here. I, that's uh, what it's about. Team Pam. Pam is a real one. <laughs> yeah, that was, that was kind of crazy too, but I've never exactly been a fan of Sammy. And like, I, I, like I said, if I never saw I Sammy, I wouldn't have noticed or anything. Hot chicks are expensive. Oh God. Look, <laughs> we're clean. What is, what is uh, that? All right. Well, that was night <laughs> that was one. As, that was as manly and as whatever that I can make it. I'm sure I'm getting canceled by the internet tomorrow now. <laughs> so like, we're moving on cook, tonight. I can't too. clean. Listen <laughs> to me. All right. Uh, so, yeah, night one <laughs> is in the books, mm-hmm. and we will start night two i don't think we ever said where it was from uh uh it was the j cup was at the white eagle hall in jersey city new jersey uh i did like the venue i like the background that they had love it uh the fans were awesome like the venue is cool like i'm i think i believe it's the same place they had it last year which was kind of cool if they kind of keep that going and building a rep there because it was a good turnout too and uh the crowd was definitely hot so i wouldn't mind seeing them get this if they keep it that hot uh for the j cup all right so i get to finally share the lowest rated match on cage match for this show was Blake Christian versus homicide. The highest rated match on this show, Alec price versus Joey Janela. Really? Isn't that interesting? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, you have the astronauts versus John Gresham and Mike Bailey. Uh, That was, yeah, that, that, if I, I'm not going to be biased. That was no, my I match lied. of the night. <laughs> I lied. I lied. I lied. They are the match of the night. I'm so sorry. Uh, Alec Price and Joey Janela was a 7.8, and astronauts John Gresham Bailey was 8.09. Man, I maybe need coffee. <laughs> <laughs> wow. All right. <gasps> uh, night two, so round two. We uh, start off the night uh, with, uh, like we were saying earlier, the awesome, cool vid- video of everything that happened night one. Uh, great recap of people that just missed it and hopped in and get to, get to catch night two. I loved uh, that little part. Um, but night two starts off. Alec Price going against Joey Janela. Uh, this was kind of what I was kind of saying. I was hoping Alec Price would kind of have his – his bracket kind of go through as I was rooting for him to kind of clear that right bracket to go to the finals against Jordan as well. I said that his, I was hoping that he would get a bunch of hardcore, uh, hard hitting matchups uh, against these GCW legends or veterans or regulars, whatever you want to say, and uh, kind of get put through the ringer to kind of earn his way to the finals and the possible next Jacob uh, tournament champion. And this match was what I was expecting. Uh, it, delivered it was hard hitting joey janela <laughs> did a bunch of crazy moves on alec and alec just sat there and took it like and looked really good selling for it um but when it was alec's turn to shine he definitely shined and i think this was a uh strong opening match for the second round of night two no argument our winner alec price no, 
Again, I'm a big Alec Price fan. I make it a big deal all the time. I feel bad because I'm there with a bunch of girls going, yeah, Alec Price. But I see a lot of really good things in him. And I see when he matures that he's hopefully going to still keep his agility, keep his speed and develop because he does have a good, he sells struggle well is the best way to put it. When you see him in the ring, he sells struggle very well. So I think that as the years go along, he's going to continue to learn how to make storytelling even better. And, um, and I think that's where we're at here. I think between Janela and price, I would have, I could have used another five minutes too. This could have been a 20 minute match and I would not have complained. I am the same way, especially with night two, I was, especially now with three matches. Now that we know night one was just one match with three matches coming up. For the two finals comp- uh, competitors, I was wondering how the time limit matches would go uh, through this night as well. And yeah, 15 minutes was kind of like what I thought was going to be the sweet point up until like the finals. Like I thought maybe the the surround two would get like 15, round three, the semifinals would get like 20 minutes, and then like the finals would get like close to 30. That's what I was kind of thinking. And Joey, like Joey was what I wish Tony was during this tournament. Joey... Mm. wasn't playing around he he did his little like the the dance and the intro but like after that it was like no no playing games he was trying to win every time he didn't get the three you just saw him like all right i gotta regather himself like i like joey brought his a game like he was like when he's on his a game you could tell him like he i think brought the intensity tonight too to start off and alec price did as well but i think the way joey the way he treated it this tournament through this matchup and through match one was what I wish Tony would have done. I liked how it made it feel more important than kind of what I was feeling after night one. I like how Alan mentioned here, Alec versus Mikowski in the semis, just to rekindle that little rivalry. Great choice. Hopefully that does happen in the next couple of shows, you know, fingers crossed. Maybe they do have a meet up a little bit because there is something there. And then Bizzard, big little brawlers. We're all over the place tonight. I love it. Big little brawlers ended Monday. B, have you watched any of that yet or no? You said you haven't yet. Dude, no, you gotta watch. I'm not okay. Going to. Okay, you've no doesn't seem like it's for me. I'm I'm not okay. I don't watch TV, I don't watch movies. I, I literally yeah, watch wrestling yeah. or sports, like or I'm playing video games. Like I don't really watch movies or television shows, to be honest with yeah. you. Because this is this is like a one of those reality type series. Yeah, I'm um, not. It drew me in. No shit. It drew me in. I really do like it. Uh if you've ever been back behind the scenes and you listen to the wrestlers talk that's kind of what they cover it's not bad um you know if you've heard wrestlers talk you've heard wrestlers talk so a lot of that goes on and then they have all the well you know how artists are they're they're touchy artists are always touchy people so (laughs) anyway anyway (laughs) i yeah i'm like ooh squirrel and then i move on to the next thing uh yeah alec alec was our winner here i don't know if i even mentioned that or not or maybe i did a couple times but one hell of an opener and Alec moving on, which at this point I still had hope that everything was still the one part of my bracket that was important. The Alec part was still living on at this point. Yeah, I was the same way. I was kind of glad that Alec did. This was the one I thought, well, this match or obviously his next one was the one I was kind of scared on. Uh, Cause I could see Joey possibly going a little bit further in this tournament just to kind of help elevate whoever he was going to wrestle in the finals to have one of those crazy viral moments or ma- matches that kind of 
make that new person uh, that his opponent the new star for the the company and he did a great job of elevating alec price to this match and alec price delivered i i think alec price too these are smaller rings i think those rings are perfect for him like just like the size those are, aren't the full 20 by 20s or those are like a little bit smaller like and i think those are like those rings are perfect. It shows off his athleticism a little bit more than the bigger rings do because his body is so lengthy and long. He takes up so much space in that ring, uh, in a small ring. I think it looks good visually for him. It kind of makes him a little bit bigger than what he is as a wrestler. What do you uh, What do you got on your TV back there, V? Bizards one. Uh, my son's playing Dragon Ball Z. Ah, of, there you go. Instead of banging on the keyboard, how we did a couple times. <laughs> no, I get it. I get it. Smart. You fix that problem, huh? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, so, yeah, Alec Price does move on to the semifinals. Uh, next matchup was Matt Mikowski going against Masha Slamovich. I was excited once I realized that this was uh, the second round matchup for these two. Another perfect stylistic matchup, I think, for Matt Mikowski. As we were saying earlier, Matt Masha matches up with anybody. And I think. Matt Mikowski was was able, like she was able to show a different style of wrestling. She was able to more go to her judo and her wrestling and like the groundwork and her submissions like this. And that is my favorite in the striking. Like that's my favorite Masha. Like when mm-hmm. she's able to just strike and roll and do everything on the ground, like MMA style Masha, this was perfect. And Mikowski brought it out of her. This was a good matchup. Nice, strong matchup for both competitors again. And uh, I was thoroughly happy and impressed with this matchup it was a real wrestling match i i don't have a better way to say it there weren't chairs flying everywhere there wasn't a bunch of bullshit going on they got in the ring and you watch two technical wrestlers go at it my notes would be crap in this one it's really hard to say it's just the dance was beautiful i wish i had more i love the ending too of mikowski going for the spear and masha once again locking him up in a in the in the choke and choking him out i thought that was cool like they told a good story like for like that was like kind of gresham style like wrestling of telling the yeah. story through moves and holds and struggles and reversals and stuff i love i love this match it once again that brought something different to this tournament uh stylistically masha and gresham needs to happen because that's right a, now that's a good one i didn't think about that one well Masha's on that trajectory i don't know if you noticed but ever since the pwi numbers came out her wrestling quality in her matches have went have been shooting up and i think that she's shooting for more of a gresham style match now i think she's ready to start like showing off her craft i don't have a better way to put it really but yeah, her matches have been more wrestling heavy recently than before. She's not swinging as many chairs as she used to. Still happens, just not. I'm about to say, yeah. But if it needs to, she's down to swing. And like, that's oh. what I think. That's what I've. She's shown me a lot more than when I first, when she first showed in GCW. I thought this, this monster that's on this match, that was the one I like enjoyed watching in TNA and other indies. Like that was what I saw Masha when I first saw her and she delivered. And, but now seeing the death match, Masha, the having a good match against Blake, Masha, having a 40 minute match against, I think it was speedball. Like she's able to adapt and do so many matches. And I, I, I'm glad she's getting the successes that she's earned. Cause like, she's, able to go with anyone in any kind of match you will put her in and she will deliver man what if roh and gcw had a baby right now could you imagine what that would look like would that be the ecw that we're trying to bring back i think you have that wrestling 
You'd have. The I think it'd be the old Ring of Honor that would come back. I think there'd be more of that. Yeah, that's what I think. There's some like those little those like the hundred per not the hundred person like the five hundred six hundred person venues, but the crowd just losing their shit, and you're seeing like all these moves, and like we get these veterans like Sasuke coming in. Yeah, like you get the new talent. Like uh, I I could see a lot of similarities if they were able to work together. And I'm, I'm starting to see now. This kind of goes back to that deathmatch thing we'll talk about possibly at the later on in this episode. But I think I could see GCW, I feel more Ring of Honor lately, old school Ring of Honor, than I do ECW. Interesting. I'm not against it. It almost makes me want to have a gate so we can start slamming on it in the front row. Like, bam, 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 bam. Remember when they do that in Oh yeah, I loved that shit. What always hurt my hand, but that those <laughs> things were fucking dangerous. Do you know how sharp those edges were, yeah. man? Yeah, I saw there's three always wrestlers oversights. get gashed by those. There's always oversights in the independent scene. You know what I mean? That's one of them. Yeah, I almost, I almost saw a fan get gashed by one of them. It was crazy. Like those things were sharp as shit. But yeah, those are so fun. This in front row and just pop, 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 pop at the beginning of the shows. Yeah, and then, like even not even during the like beginning or like during the hot spot. Like you know the fans like just start clapping or stomping or just, they stand up now in GCW. Like yeah, the old Ring of Honor days. You pound on the on that metal, make as much noise as you can. Those were the fun days. I and. I'll explain later why I think it's kind of. I've been feeling more Ring of Honor watching GCW as of hmm. late than uh, GC or ECW. Yeah, Alan kind of mentioned that somebody Sorry. said that uh, GCW isn't a deathmatch company if they're only doing one deathmatch a show, if one at all. Okay, that is that is part of a lot of by discussion right there. It was kind of that. So, so part of the part of what I will say on this end is that I do know that they go to certain states that doesn't allow glass. So that's that's one thing. Um, I do know that's one part where they can't have a death match in that sense. They may be able to have different weapons, but I don't know. That's well, here's kind part. of where like they're playing both. Like when they go to like these states, like New York, you can't do a glass or any death match. That's yeah. when they f- put on a more Ring of Honor style show. Like they yeah. put on these high flying, crazy. Like let's get these people talking. But then when they're able to do death match, like in AC, they're gonna give you the death match GCW, the ECW GCW. And I think they've been kind of towing the line both. That's where I was kind of gonna go with that whole conversation. Let's do it, was, man. Let's talk. You want? Uh, let's get through the Jacob first. I want to get through that just okay, in case, okay. like, because because if we need, to, if we run out of time tonight, we don't have any shows to cover next week. We could cover this. Would be a topic that we could kind of do another roundup show and just kind of put a bunch of topics together. I think this yeah. would make a good topic if we don't get to it tonight, uh, next week, as a kind of a filler show. If we do one before uh, the twenty third and twenty fourth. All right, that sounds good, man. Yeah, I think we announced our because uh, it could go for a while. Slamovich. No, I. I know when I have those feelings, what you're saying is, is we may go deep on this one. Yeah. And I, I don't think we have to, like I said, I think this round, this part of the J cup, we're going to go a little bit faster as we kind of said everything we needed to say about the competitors already. And we're kind of mm-hmm. now just covering the match and results. I think this will speed up. So we might still have time to uh, cover that conversation at the end. Yeah. My notes, I'm just going to tell everyone publicly my notes for this this night too is trash because I was having a good time watching and I was talking with friends at the same time. So I wasn't putting my notes in my tablet or on my computer like usual. So just letting you know that now guys. (laughs) 
All right. Uh, Masha Slamovich does pick up the victor over Matt Mikowski to move to the semifinals, as she will be facing the waiting Alec Price from uh, match number one. Uh, the third matchup, the second quarterfinal matchup, is the great Sasuke going against Nick Wayne. I was so happy for Nick Wayne to kind of get this match. Uh, I thought that was kind of cool of Sasuke to be able to have this match with a young Nick Wayne. Um, and he, I didn't know how much Nick Wayne liked Grace Sasuke and all that stuff. And seeing what the, all the words he said afterwards and all the the things he said about Sasuke and like how he was able to do a Sasuke special to the great Sasuke was a very cool thing he'll be able to say for the rest of his life. That was obviously the highlight for me in this match. But I think uh, Wayne being able to have a good match of Sasuke, another good, uh, what was it? This one, he was 13 minute match, but mm-hmm. was still able to go two nights after th- or the next night after a 30, 30 minute classic with the speedball. I can't say enough about Sasuke and uh, yeah, Nick Wayne does get the victory in this match. And it was a big, as Alan said, a giant win for Nick Wayne. And I thought that was yeah. cool to uh, kind of great Sasuke to kind of, Hey, I remember night or the J first Jacob tournament. And now it's my turn to give back to the younger talent and Nick Wayne being able to receive that. Uh, and that matchup was awesome to see. Could you imagine Speedball Wayne? I was Ooh. I was like, I had a bunch of different things I was hoping for this tournament because it could have been every <laughs> which way. So I was like hoping that would be a, a match possibly that would happen. But yeah, if that match were to happen anywhere, that would be <laughs> that would be Ooh. fun. Yeah, speedball Wayne. That's that might be. Yeah, so yeah, this this um I almost felt like this was an upset with Nick Wayne going over great Sasuke. I, I thought so too, but I don't I didn't think Sasuke would be able to do another match. I was like, okay, I think this is like we got the end the top the end of the top level Sasuke. I don't think we're gonna get a match three from him. All right, uh, that will lead us into the next match as Jordan Oliver once again defends the Jersey Jacob Championship, uh, going against another former tag partner, uh, former Injustice tag partner Myron Reed from MLW. Mm. And yep, uh, they they <laughs> they had a match that I was hoping that they would have. So so good. They had a good match, and I think it was MLW they had against each other too before. But man, these two just as a team was awesome. And even as opponents, they click even better as opponents, I think. They just gel with each other. They are both unique in how they deliver their moves. And uh, Myron with the, oh no, well, Myron attempted the top rope cutter or the out of the ring cutter, but Jordan hidden it was awesome because that was a spot <laughs> that I used to see all the time. And I was happy. This, this match made me, this was my favorite match of the night. Uh, I had like three favorite match, obviously, but this one was up there, <laughs> especially at this point of the night. Like I was like, oh, they ain't going to top this. And then later on, I get two more that do right, top it. Right. But at this point of the match, I'm like, or night, I'm like, yes, this is it. Match three, I'm good. And then I'm just excited for the finals. And yeah, Myron Reed, Jordan delivered. And I, as you said earlier, I hope we do see Myron Reed a lot more in GCW based off his recent performances. And he's getting a lot of positive feedback I've seen uh, on twitter as well um from other fans with his recent run so hopefully we that momentum will continue on i absolutely echo all the other fans and you out there that i would like to see more myron he does the freaking job him and jordan to me somehow if i close my eyes they're very similar i can't put my finger on it but they just seem like similar wrestlers with similar abilities 
they have similar longer arms and legs on them. I wish I could go past that, but both of them are strong as shit for their size. I think they I both know. got like a quiet confidence that they're now starting to show that confidence mm-hmm. a little bit more because of their work and they're now they're, they got stuff to lean up on and now they got their work to be proud of to be that confident. And obviously both competitors, if you look about a year and a half ago of what they both kind of looked like then to what mm-hmm. they look like now too, you see the work that they put oh, in in the gym, huge. their work ethic. I think they are like two peas in a pod. They are just so similar. And I think that's why they were so such a fun tag team that I loved, but I think that's why they were better competitors because they now could stay one step ahead of each other. And that tells a cool story. And I, they told that story in this matchup, Myron stepped it up and I think he's definitely cemented, hopefully his status to be a regular in GCW. But if not, I'm glad to see him now getting bigger matches too in other companies that he's been working for. So I'm able to still see a lot more Myron Reed, which I'm happy for. Um, I think if you're going to take a loss in a tournament, you might as well take it to the Jersey, you know, champion. So I think this was a fitting way to go out. You're pretty much going out on top against Jordan Oliver. And I do want to see these two meet up again. A 17 and a half minute match was very solid. And yeah, run that back, boys. Let's run that one back. And I want to say too, after these first two matchups, we've seen Jordan. He like I, in my opinion, watching as much as I have and not seeing him for these last few months, he's got a lot smoother in the ring. Like he's a lot more fluid. There's a lot less downtime. Like when he attempts that moonsault, there's still a little bit downtime that I wish it wouldn't be as much because he's trying to get his footing. But other than that, I see the just a little improvement that he's earned or done in the UK and his striking and his ground game. Like he looks solid. Like it, it looks like he's even putting these little pieces now that were maybe out of touch on his game. He's definitely solidifying it, and I think it's he's putting the whole package together. And after these two matchups, I could see the growth in Jordan. I'm happy to see him still continuing to grow as a wrestler out there. And I don't know if we named it, but yeah, I kind of did. But Jordan picked up the win in this one, and he is moving on to the semifinals. And he will be facing another former tag partner, Nick Wayne, as we will uh, get there yeah. later. All right. Uh, yes, my tag match of the or my match of the night, the tag team match. Uh, I don't even want to say cage matches matches. I'm done with their ratings after hearing what you told me earlier. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but we do get the tag team match as it is the astronauts returning against Gresham and Speedball, which I love as a tag team because they're also too, even though they're stylistically completely different, they are great as a tag team, but also great as opponents. Speedball and uh, Jonathan Gresham. So seeing them teaming up in GCW, I was excited to see that because what they did in Impact was uh, fun. The short time they were able to do so, and the astronauts. I didn't think it would. I had expectations for this match to be kind of unique after seeing the astronauts really for the first time the night prior. I did not expect this one. I, whew, I can't even explain it. This was like we talked about the matches. Go see it. Go see this one. Astronauts told a great story. Gresham and Speedball had such great chemistry as a tag team, and their tag mm-hmm. maneuvers were awesome. The astronauts with their chemistry to reverse some of these tag it was this was a fun and great tag match. And yes, my match of the whole tournament was not even a tournament match. It was the tag match. This just makes me want a tag team tournament match or a tag even team more. tournament even more. Even more some of the some of the matchups that we could have. Fuck, put 
put Jordan and Alec Price together for one night. I still like the wild card, like the like the battle bowl tournaments, but do it in GCW. Get get the uh, get the little balls out and pick them out. That's what they do uh, in the battle bowl. I love it. Mm -hmm. I'm I'm into it. I'm not I'm not against it. That's for damn sure. Uh, That's really all I have to say about this one. You kind of mentioned all of it, even the unique things that were going on in it. More astronauts. That's it. I liked even too when Speedball and Gresham messed up, like when they kind of did get their wires crossed, like it would catastrophically backfire in the worst way. And like you just see Gresham kind of looking at us, be like, "What the hell? Why'd you do that?" Like when he kind of, I think he kicked the kicked the opponent, which made him fall back. But he had uh, one of the like Speedball or Gresham in like a leg lock, and when he fell back, it just put more pressure on Gresham's knee. <laughs> I, I just love little little tidbits like that. Like I, I enjoy everything Speedball and Gresham always do, and the astronauts were perfect opponents uh to go against this tag team and i this was a fun match please go check it out i it's unique but fun and entertaining and we may have some new favorites in the astronauts at gcw so you might as well start checking them out now because they're hitting with all the fans and after this match they did uh and after this weekend they did announce that we will see the astronauts uh i believe at the collective weekend um I, I, I want to say they're even going against each other at Bloodsport. If I'm not mistaken, that's what their match was announced. Like they're going against each other at Bloodsport. I could, I could be wrong with that, but uh, I will double check that. But I do believe we get them at some point during Collective, and I'm excited for it. All right. Uh, that will lead us into our first semifinal match as mm-hmm. Masha Slamovich goes against Alec Price. Another good match from both of them. Uh, this one. All it. Yeah, uh, Alec had to do a little bit more striking in this match. Masha had to do a little bit more uh, catching Alec Price off guard and flying around the ring. Uh, okay, yeah, so Alan, I was right. Yeah, they are wrest- they're fighting against each other at Bloodsport and then wrestling as a tag team at the Collective the Astronauts. So, yeah, mm-hmm. uh, I that's going to be fun. Um, but, yeah, Alec Price, Masha, it was a good match. I was kind of surprised for a semifinal how short it was, but then I was expecting, okay, maybe the, the semis will be short, but then the finals will be long. Um, and not too happy with the winner, though. So before I kind of go over all that <laughs> stuff, I'll let you go and your thoughts on that match. <laughs> um, okay, yeah. A lot of, bra- I mean- lot of cr- Tears cried after this match. <laughs> a lot of booze from the crowd. Did you hear yeah, that? On t- yeah. Um, it really sucks to build something and then the fans get their hopes all together and then crush. So I hope that over time, yeah, see, Alan cried too. See, th- we should have had a support group running at that <laughs> time. I, um, It shook a lot of people because I'm like, okay, here we go. It's Masha time. I kind of had a feeling that was what was going on because I couldn't figure another reason, but she just had a title. So I'm trying to figure out the importance of having another, <laughs> another lower title nonetheless. So I'm trying to understand, are we getting beaten up here with, I, I, I don't know. I don't know. I'm open to another title reign, but I'm kind of curious what's in this one that we didn't see in the world championship reign. What we're going to have the same competitors. We're going to have the same challengers. I mean, unless she goes down to JCW and rocks it all the time. Yeah. yeah. I'll give my thoughts after we get the finals on that. I'll, I'll do it now. Should I do it now or finals? What do, what do you want? I don't My mind. thoughts on Masha. Well, oh boy. <laughs> I don't want to skip. I don't want to skip. 
I don't know. I mean, we no, no, no. Go for it, anyway. brother. Let's do it. I just kind of okay. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I'm, I don't know why Masha won. I, I, after all the praise I gave her, I've said she's done awesome and everything. I go back to kind of what you just said. She just was the GCW World Title holder. She doesn't need the JCW title, like. Yes, it was like a few like few months ago, six or eight months, I think it's been. Blake's been champion. That's kind of crazy to think about. It's almost been a year already, too. But it kind of does feel like it was just not that long ago that Masha uh, was the champion. And it, I, I just think it's too soon, number one. Number two, like she, as I thought the whole point of this tournament was to build new talent, showcase new talent, give this new talent a belt and have them go represent your company around the world as a young talent building a name, building the prestige of the J-Cup, just like how Jordan's been. Like, that was my whole thing. Jordan's been champ for almost a year, and he's done a lot of good things with that belt. Who's going to fill that spot? And uh, I don't – Masha, I don't think – for me, no way should she have won. I would have preferred almost pretty much on this tournament almost any other name other than Masha. Like, we would have had a fresh champion – a new face to build around and start building momentum to, I know they keep JCW and GCW. So Brett says he keeps it separately. They book two different shows there, but yet they bleeds into together. And GC, like, that's another thing. I don't like the inconsistency on that, but she doesn't need the belt. She was just world champion. You're now going to have that face, as you said, wrestling on JCW, but then, What's going to happen, J- uh, GCW? What's going to happen with her? Is she going to go travel like how Jordan's been doing with the belt? Is she going to keep building that prestige? Or is she just going to now wrestle against kind of the same names we've been seeing her wrestle with just now for the same uh, different belts? Like, I don't I don't like it. It doesn't bring anything new to me. I thought a new face, a new champion would bring new opponents, new feuds, new stories, new for jcw i felt this was a step back for the belt other than name value you okay i will give you name value match is a good name to hold that belt but as alan said earlier you're going to have her travel to this company to that company to this company that company are you ever going to see that belt anywhere outside of gcw because she doesn't wrestle for a lot of other companies nowadays outside of gcw if i i could be completely wrong but like from what i see on independent wrestling i don't see like i'm going to look at her cage match right now I see GCW, 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 Impact, Impact, and Revolver. Like, they're not, Revolver's not going to let a GCW champion take that belt over there. So you're not yeah. going to see it on that show. Like, I, I just don't see where this was to build a champion. This was, let's settle on a name that's a bigger name maybe than Jordan that could represent. And I think, and this tweet kind of upset me too, like, she's the first First JCW champion women, first women's GCW champion, first this, first that in GCW. But where's all the love for like Alley Catch? So been there since day one. Like she should, if we're gonna do women, she should be the one kind of getting all those uh, accolades and stuff like that. In my opinion, like Masha's earned it. I, I think she ultimately is the bigger, better wrestler than Ali. But for someone who's busted their ass, and not saying Masha did, Masha her ass all the time as a champion and wrestles and she does wrestle quite often in gcw so that i'm kind of hopeful for to see a lot more title defenses with that jcw title but i just don't see any new opponents that's going to make me excited to see her defend this belt 
So what you're saying is primarily we've seen it before and you're not really sure if we're going to see anything different or new. I like your point about Allie. If there's going to be a first woman, a woman in a lot of this stuff, I figure Allie would be the one that should be in that position. Um, nothing, nothing against Masha. So what Same. I'm going to say here is that I'm going to stay open to what they may do with the belt. I just don't know what's going to be done. That's different. So I think I may be a little more, I, I know I'll know a little bit more when I see a little bit more, but I'm kind of curious where this does go from here. Why and how, and who asked for it? Uh, see, see you go blank there for a second. Who asked for this? Well, my thing too, is I think they, after match, I, I don't, I hate to say that. I don't know. I'm saying it. I think after match one, the JCW title was lost its identity. Like being that hardcore of a match with Manson Warner, and like that right there, they like they had something different. This whole tournament, no fuckery was involved in the first tournament. It was just built in the ring. To, everything was in the ring, and your first title defense, you just fucking throw tables, chairs, blood everywhere. Like I don't buy the blood. Like it's just. It just took away everything that I thought the JCW title would be. So I think like right there, it lost its identity. And it still doesn't really have one other than Jordan's been defending it a lot more overseas and in JCW and all over and gets different talent, which I enjoy. But like, I just wish it would have kept a separate identity to make it more prestigious or a little bit more different than what we are seeing from it now like it as we talked about last time the redundancy of the extreme the ultra violent like when all the matches could intertwine and it doesn't really fucking matter then what's the point of having the different belt if it doesn't matter like i, I don't know like i i think they could have should have done something they still can just like make it new rules like hey like no this is the wrestling only belt no fuckery no none of that stuff if you do you're disqualified and kind of bring back an old school feel to this belt to make it stand apart and make it feel different and get some other fans to buy into something that's new and different other than the same old shit with a different title. Yeah. The first couple title defenses that Jordan had were some pretty good freaking title defenses. And yeah, it kicked off with Mance and what a hell of a, a match that was. They you know were I mean? all awesome matches. I just think it lost its identity. Like right there, I'm like, oh, don't do this to that. Like literally, I sunk in my chair when I saw the doors and everything brought out. I'm like, no, I thought this was going to be different. It's like, I don't know. I well, that's just my whole thing with it. it. Just now, and now with Masha, there's nothing different about this title or anything that feels it gets me excited. Well, okay, here we go. His first title defense, <laughs> Jordan's first title defense, Mance Warner, then Alex Coughlin. Blake Christian, uh, Shigehiro Irie, Cole Radrick, and then here we go. Sandra Moon, Bam Sullivan, MBM, there's Commander, Carl Jepsen, Tarzan Duran, Griffin McCoy. You see what I'm saying? Where it just goes boo real quick. Now, the here you go. You're gonna you're Masha's first title defense. Hope you're excited to see Masha versus Griffin McCoy. Why? <laughs> I, I, that, I, that's what I I'm know. saying. Like, I mean, I'm not excited to see Masha why? versus Griffin. I'm not excited to see Masha versus like some of these other JCW, like more people that we see on JCW than GCW. Like, I, I'm just not excited. Like, I think this is also a step back for her, other than now she could say she's the first JCW women's winner. I like that's it. Like, that was the whole point. Like, if that's the whole point, what, what a shitty reason. Tournament? 
that's my that for me like what was the other point of having her like i know it had and I, i'm shitting on something that hasn't happened yet and, and I, that's not fair of me but well that's why i said i'm gonna hold you, off but you've given months, me just... nothing to be excited for even like i don't know i i i don't know i think alec could have continued jordan's legacy for that belt wrestling all over the place defending it and having banger matches and making it feel different where i Masha's just going to be like that. You said the old GCW champion. Alec would have gained more. He probably would have maybe even done more with it. Masha doesn't need that belt. She's too big for that belt. The only thing she gained is that accolade of being the first women's champion or JCW women's champion and first tournament winner. So, so my thing is, is let's just say then that um, we do want more wrestling in a more serious uh belt also she yeah. she could bring that she could bring yes that very much that's so. what i'm so, saying yeah they could still do that still that could always just be hey fuck it we're going to do something different with this about that could be done anytime any place and then i would be excited to see now masha yeah. having to stay within the confines of the rules and certain rules and not having to like how normally she has to dig down deep and go crazy to defeat the bigger opponents that she's been doing and i don't know that was just my thing of the whole tournament. It just kind of took the win out of my, like I, once I saw Mosh in the finals, I was hoping Jordan would win again. And and honestly, I wasn't even hoping for Jordan to be a back-to-back champion. I was hoping for Alec Price, a new worthy champion that will continue what Jordan did over this last year for that belt. And I, I know we haven't seen any title defenses or don't know what's going to happen yet, but I am not really excited to see what, what, this uh, this is gonna be worse than Masha being the GCW champion, in my opinion. Like I loved everything she did as G- JCW or GCW champion, but now like you're not gonna be facing those top GCW names. You're gonna be facing other names that I don't think. I think it's a step down for her as a former world champion that soon. Like she didn't need to do this as soon. If this was two or three years and she hasn't had a belt, yeah. and then yeah, give her another belt, and that makes sense. Fine. Now she's renewed and reinvigorated. It makes sense, and she waited it. She waited for it. I, I nothing against her. We could have used something fresh. That's yeah. That's I my whole thing. I just totally praised her all this time. Fresh. This is nothing on her. Nothing on her's wrestler. Just I booking wise, it just it feels like a settlement instead of a improvement or freshness or renewed or reinvigorated. It just felt like a complacency kind of pick, in my opinion. Yeah, maybe it's time to start watching the merch lines a little closer. <laughs> No shit. Uh, I'm just saying, if if we watch the merch lines a little closer, you'd be surprised with who's getting pushed versus who's, you know, got people actually wanting to get autographs. Yeah. All right. Well, that will lead us into the next semifinal match. Uh, Jordan Oliver against Nick Wayne. Obviously, many, many things going into talk about in that match, but they kind of told it all in the ring. They showed the respect. They each had each other's numbers, a lot of counters, a lot of reversals, and then a lot of different variations to get into their signature moves, which I enjoyed. And it kind of re- they kind of was a little repeat of the Meyer read of knowing your opponent so good and trying to find different ways to get in what you need to get in that was what i saw in this match and nick wayne is confident the aw and the confidence that he's been showing there has been awesome to see and also seeing him smile and still enjoy and having fun and not missing teeth <laughs> <laughs> not chipping it on teeth on the I, TV. 
I, I, I see. I like how he still doesn't take himself uh, above, like especially when he first came out. Like he, as we said, his first the first match, like he came out. I thought he had that look in his face, and then no, he can't hold that smile. Even on TV, you could break Nick Wayne still easily. He still got that yeah. little kid in him that's enjoying everything, and probably still like, what the? I'm in the ring with Sting and Christian and Edge. Like, what is going on on national TV? I love yeah. seeing the little the little kid in him. And Alan just mentioned what I was getting ready to mention: Wayne with the kill switch. Yes, I loved it. <laughs> yeah, I loved that. Uh, perfect part. story. Perfect story told by both. It's exactly how two friends should meet in the ring. They were given 21 minutes to do so, and I thought it was fantastic. I I'd love to see it again. I don't have higher praise for it. It just it was a fantastic match. So yeah, so bland, and so vanilla, I know, but <laughs> it was just a great match, man. I'll watch it again anytime. I think if Wayne would have beat Jordan with the kill switch, that would have got it, got a pretty big pop, uh, pop oh. in the crowd there. Oh yeah. So I was, I was happy with a quarter of the tournament. I got every result I wanted. I got Jordan going through all his old teammates and having the story and defending the belt. Um, I definitely enjoyed Jordan's run throughout this whole tournament and a pleasure to have him back and can't wait till we get him back full time. And now that the belt off him, I'm, I hope he pushes Blake. I don't know. I, I, I hope he doesn't come back and do uh, – I'm, I'm interested to see what they're going to do with Jordan when he comes back now that he's not the champion. I hope he doesn't fall into fucking scrambles. I hope he doesn't fall into just wrestling the top local talent wherever they're at. I want to see a purpose and a story for him because he's definitely earned it, and there's obviously a lot that they could do with him, especially with – now, uh, him not having that JCW title, enter him into some other uh, some other title situations would be fun. Alan's asking if Jordan will stay in Europe. I he may. We will see. We will see. he may. <laughs> he may. Yeah. Um, I know that he has plans to be over there, maybe be in Japan for a little bit. And um, yeah, he does. Have, he is going to Japan here for a little bit. And he has home in the United States. So, you know, go work where that money is. If he's seeing good money and success, I mean, if that if that swimming pond has him being a very large fish, what's wrong with getting that paycheck and being happy over there in my jolly old England, France? The the freaking, I'm trying to think of his name, the angel. Badass what? No, wrestler sorry. out of France. No. Uh, badass wrestler out of France. Uh, the white eagle or something like that. I know French and I can't think of his name right now. It uh, translates to something like the white eagle or the white, it doesn't matter, white falcon. <laughs> but he's a French wrestler and Jordan took him on a couple weeks ago. It was belt versus belt. Jordan put up his oh, belt yeah, against yeah. this guy. That's Oh, him. Robbie like, Eagles. That's it. Was it Robbie Eagles? That's who it was. Mm, I don't think he's, no? No, this is a French dude. Like you would, oh, it's man. definitely I not. Was about to say, I don't think Robbie Eagles French. So okay. No, nah, it's like yeah, Robbie. Robbie. Um. Well, no, I don't. Uh, what was I going to tell you about this match here? Well, while you're doing that, I saw Jordan uh, has a had a match or either. I thought I think it's recently from TNT. Uh, this is definitely at my island. Jordan going against uh Mao, Leon Slater, and Yoshi Iku. The Jesus. Mercy Mary Side Massacre or Mercy Ugh. Side Massacre. I, I want to check that match out. That has me written all over it. <laughs> oh my goodness. What a fucking matchup that is. That has me written all over it. Mao going crazy. Yoshiku, Leon, Jordan. That has me. 
you know and then for jordan for jordan the only thing left is the world championship he's not gonna go do he's not gonna go do a uv he's not gonna you know i mean he's done the tag he's done jcw and hey he's a fresh name now that we haven't seen in a while and maybe the fans will be happy that he's back he could get that nice easy quick pop and get inserted into there um i mean that matchup would make a lot of sense too i think blake and jordan well, I think maybe, Blake's got a Blake's got a lot on his plate right now. Well, maybe Masha's going to Japan or Europe, and maybe they're having their title holder go over there to promote the company. You know, there are reasons for everything. It's just well, as see, fans were not excited, but maybe there's a reason. I gotta look up TJPW when Rena wrestled uh, Maki Ito. If Rena was allowed to bring the belt out on the TJPW shows, because I know Masha does a little bit with them, or has like just recently just did some work with them. I saw so, hmm. like I, I that's my I don't know. I don't want to go back to that thing, but I I don't know. I, I I guess I should wait and see. I'm jumping to conclusions. I'm already just making this. I always bite no, myself in the ass when I do this. No, I know what's going on. The title, the, okay, the defenses that she had with the world championship. Some Sometimes we're underwhelming. So what we don't want is another underwhelming championship run. I think especially from a brand maybe. new belt. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Uh <laughs> I don't know if we did uh we did I don't think we did say the match, but Jordan does pick up the victory over Nick Wayne. Uh yeah, I'm just watching Nick Wayne's uh, facial reactions now after he hit that kill switch and he's so mad sitting in the corner <laughs> unwrapping like, what the fuck do I got to do? Nick, That's the growth in Nick, though. That's something we haven't really seen in Nick. Nick's usually go, 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 not kind of like assess the situation and react. Uh, so it's kind of nice to see him slow it down for his benefit as a heel. And I'm, I'm seeing what Alan says here. He says uh, the idea of someone being underwhelming varies from person to person. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yep. I was underwhelmed, though. So that's, I mean, her, her title run had a couple good things in it. But I also saw where there were times where she was having a challenge picking up a, a larger man. And I get that. But it's like, you're the world champion. You got to be superwoman, superman. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I I really thought, okay, here's what I'm kind of, I'm not sour. It's just, I think that the first championship, the first woman's GCW world championship should have went to Allie because she's put in a lot more work. I believe she's been there longer. Um, I believe she's more of a favorite with the fans. Um, you know. I don't I don't know. No. I've, I'm trying to give myself enough rope to hang here, but it's like, I don't know. I, I just well wait and see. As you said, I think you had the best you have the best thing. Let's wait and see, because usually, like yeah. I said, every time I bitch and complain and I jump to conclusions, I usually the next podcast or two have to come back and say yeah. I was wrong. I should have gave it time and I shouldn't have jumped to it. Like, I'm just like, you know me, I, I do my booking in the moment and book for the next five months. And I'm like, there's nothing exciting. Like I'm looking at the JCW. I'm like the last event that JCW had, I'm looking at like the, what the show was. And it's just like, I, I, I don't want to see Masha versus Yoya. I don't want to see Masha versus nope. Janai Kai. I don't want to see nope. Masha versus a Mr. Danger. Like for the, just for the belt. Like I'm saying, what is, I would love to see all these matches just not for the belt. And I, I, I nothing excites me in my closed, narrow-minded thinking of what's coming up for future JCW title defenses for Masha, but we will wait and see. All right. Uh, 
Next one, we have the 12 person. Oh, I think. No, this isn't when they. Maybe this is the match where they get Cole Radic in the background. Uh, yeah, this is the match yeah. like Jack yeah. Cartwheel's doing the Cartwheels. Uh, so, yeah, we get a 12 person tag matches. is pretty much everyone from the Jacob. Uh, team one is Ali Catch, Cole Radic. Uh, let's throw in Los Macisos in there, by the way. Man like Doris and Mr. Danger going against the team of Charles Mason, Griffin McCoy. Jack Cartwheel, Broski, Jimmy Lloyd, Kerry Morton, and Tony Deppin. Um, this was just one of those matches. Hey, they're here. They, we got to kill yeah. some time and give them a thing and go have an entertaining, fun match. And that's what it was. I like that was the spot we 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 messed up the spot earlier, but it was definitely. I, I agree. It was fun. It definitely was a nice change of pace and added a little bit. Took away a little bit from the seriousness that we just got from Jordan and Nick. Add mm-hmm. a little bit more light to the 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 show until it goes into the next couple matches uh i think it was perfectly booked to make the fans happy and kind of get them kind of a little bit calmed down to heading into the next couple matches 16 and and a half minutes oh what's up no alan with the the stunner from scarlet i think gabe (laughs) called that on the last podcast that we did i haven't gone back and looked because i don't i don't know exactly when he would have said it but I'm pretty sure on the last podcast, Gabe said he hopes Scarlett stuns Charles Mason and it gets a giant pop and it fucking happened and it did. And it was awesome mm-hmm. to see. It was awesome. Like Mason is good though. When he does get his comeuppance of making it look very good. But then as we were talking about him kind of sulking afterwards and thinking in the corner, what the hell's next? I'm intrigued. I'm happy and waiting to see what's going to happen next. Eh, no, <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, 16 and a half minutes, more than enough time for all of our favorites to get into the ring and have a little fun together. Uh, chaos. I'm with you there. We kind of talked about the one thing that I really liked, which is the cartwheels as they were fucking with, uh, fucking with (laughs) Cole. Yeah. Mason. Yeah. He's playing that he has a real crisis coming on. And anytime Mason has a crisis, it usually means he's going to just unlock another dimension of evil, so to speak. I would love to see him turn into a good guy for one thing. <laughs> Just be like, I'm so sorry for everything I've done, da-da-da-da-da. And then just to fuck somebody over and be a bad guy again. I just want to see it happen. Well, that's kind of what I was leaning to earlier when I was saying like Charles Mason maybe comes back and acts like that martyr. Like, I don't yep. know if you've ever seen have you seen him wrestle in wrestling gear? How completely different he looks. Or no, no. I've only seen him. He's no, wrestled I've... in wrestling gear and it's like yellow and like blue and purple and they're like shorts. It is a different Charles Mason. Huh. Like I could see him coming back as like that old school, like let's get rid of the evilness and let's just go back to winning and beating people up in the ring and wrestling. I could see him kind of doing a, a comeback of – let's go back to our roots instead of trying to be this person that I obviously turned into because I'm greedy and want all the money. I think now like it would be cool. I don't, I really love him as a heel. I don't, I actually don't want him to go to space, but this could be another Avenue if they want to kind of go that way. Have you seen, are you looking at the pictures now? Yeah, I'm trying to find one. Totally right different. Now. Like, oh, you never found one. Okay. I'll, I'll try. No, I'll I'm, find I'm looking, I'm looking, but it's like, I do see one where he's in like, he's okay. Okay. I do. I have one here, Charles Mason versus Everett Connors. Uh, oh, yeah. The, one of the, I was just about to say one of those first matches that they started off. Yeah, he was wearing not the suit and stuff. <laughs> How freaking cool. That's awesome. Yeah, it's so funny that it just never dawned on me he might actually have real gear. 
(laughs) and how how dangerous it is to not have knee pads or elbow pads you know what i mean that can be a little funky at times yeah oh man um yeah that's all i have to say about this one the good guys won Oh, I, I forgot about the man like Therese just holding Pero for like 10 seconds. <laughs> Holy shit. Oh, and then it did the world's strongest slam. Kev, God Kev, damn, says, like Therese, Kev says screen share. Are you able to pull it in screen share or is it? Uh, send me the link on, on Twitter and then I can yeah. pull it up. Let me see here real quick. Up, oh, found it. Give me a moment. <laughs> yeah, this is definitely the match. Everett, I see yeah, a we did. with purple hair. Yeah, I just by what you said, Everett Connors. I was like, oh yeah, that is the match that I think that is like the only match I've seen him in. I think it maybe I seen him in Re- in House of Glory with regular ring gear. There's the link. I just send it to you on Twitter. All right, uh, let's see here. Yeah, uh, interesting stuff. Yeah, and actually, we're doing okay on time right now too because I knew part two was going to be a little quicker, or uh, night oh, okay. two is going to be quicker for us. <clears throat> okay. Oh yeah. So he's stripping down here. Yeah. All right. Here we go. I'll uh, pull it up real fast. Uh, yeah, it is a, a sight to see here, Kev. So uh, give me one second. I'm pulling it up. It's different. <laughs> okay. Boom, boom. Boom. Okay. Let's load it up here. Vikingo and House of Glory. That sounds awesome. Yeah, he's in a couple House of Glories, I think. Uh, but yeah, there's Mason and Ringer. Uh, interesting, different <laughs> knee pads and everything. He looks yeah. like somebody that would be with MJF. You know what I mean? Like he has that. No, that, I, I, I thought he could have played that, and he kind of was playing that character in GCW a little with the Dynasty, with uh, lately with Hammerstone and Richard Holiday. There was a kind of like a little spinoff, but I think he does. Uh, we were talking about this last. I think he's a, right now a victim of just repetitive booking. It's the same shit, just a different person. And I want to see like we we you asked for like why is he doing this? Why why is he doing all this? And yes. remember, I, I think a couple of days ago he like even kind of said like I will let my actions be or I will let it be known of why my actions are something like that. Like how he's going to explain himself. But I don't think we ever got that yet. So I am waiting to hear that and see it. But we will see. Charles Mason, uh, I, I do like him. I think he's a really good wrestler. I think he does have a good character. I just want better booking for him right now because I think he yeah. could be a very dastardly cause chaos. As you were saying, someone just come in and disrupt a disruptor. He's absolutely a good person. Maybe even to be a leader of a group of disruptors. That is perfect for him. As we kind of were, we've talked about in past podcasts. Yeah, he's one of those ones that if he gets injured, all they have to do is give him a camera and a desk and whatnot, and he could be a ringleader of some amazing crime syndicate or whatnot. So, I mean, he could be one of those guys. He could run the gang. So, yeah. <clears throat> Excuse me. Sorry, I'm just like clearing my throat right on the microphone. <laughs> Let me clear my throat. All right. Not the main event, but co. Not even co-main event. Second to last match is the GCW world title match as Blake Christian had the open challenge and you probably could have gave me 50 names. Homicide was not one of them. (laughs) Homicide. I heard the sirens. I was like, homicide. I was happy. It's different. And I, 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 I was literally very 
excited to see what homicide would do to blake with the fork and how extreme blake was going to get with this match um so i was pleasantly surprised that homicide was the opponent and anytime i could see homicide i'm always happy and i get the low rating because it kind of doesn't really have the match not really a purpose is open challenge and I, I did feel a little bit of feeling out there, but near the end, it kind of picked up where Blake definitely found yeah. his footing with Homicide and the timing was fixed. And I think they both found their roles right at the good time to deliver a good ending to the match. Wow. I don't know if I can say it any better. Than <laughs> um, yeah, this is this is really interesting. What I'm looking down the road to right now is I want to see how Blake Christian, Joey Janela are going to play out. So for me right yeah. now, in my mind, I'm just in my mind, I don't see Blake losing until Janela and him kind of mix it up because that you can't you can't deny what's probably going to be a great series between those two. And and I would hope it's a series. Yeah, that would it would be fun to see uh, Blake and Joey kind of go at it for a couple few matches. Um I like Blake Sell too when he was like how shocked he was when it was Homicide's music. He's like, oh, what? Homicide? What no yeah. way. Like, but that, like I said, I you gave me 50 names, I wouldn't have said homicide. And um Blake, Blake once again did good as a dastardly heel. And like I think he oversold a lot during this match, but which was kind of good uh with homicide being in there. And I liked it. I liked this match for what it was. I kind of just wish they would stop the open challenge kind of stuff, but this one was a good one because at least it was a name value of homicide out. Lisa wasn't like a, I don't want to, I don't even want to say names, other names, but other names that we've seen kind of go against Blake, which shouldn't have been uh, in there to challenge for the title, in my opinion, but homicide seems like he does get like probably the most title opportunities than anyone on the roster. Like he just hasn't wrestled for 12 months and shows back up. When's the rumble. And now he's Love going it. against John Moxley and Hammerstein. <laughs> then we don't see him again for a few months. And then I shows up and I think he like, Oh, he had that match against uh, Alec Price. And then we don't see him again. I think, I think we've seen him since Alec Price. And boom, now he's got the next title against Blake Christian. Like, he's using his creative control and just coming in and demanding championship title oh, shots. It's like <laughs> it's like a street cat. It'll come in and eat what it wants to. And then it'll go out and, oh, hey, look, the cat came back again. You know, one of those dudes for sure. And, and again, doesn't wear out his welcome. He's there to do his thing, put on a quality match and fucking bounce. I like it yep. a lot. Yeah, I like it too, and uh, I was happy to see Homicide get this match. And Blake stepped up. I, I this was a fun, different match for Blake. Uh, and uh, anytime, like I said, Homicide's on my screen, I'm happy. He was like one of the people I really loved uh, in Impact Wrestling and Ring of Honor back in the day. Okay, and that will now lead us into kind of what we already talked about earlier, the main event of the J-Cup 2024, as Jordan Oliver defends the title against Masha Slamovich. Good match. Again, in-ring, I thought the storytelling was in the match good. That, like this match, I felt the sense of urgency from Masha. I felt the sense of urgency from Jordan to do everything he can to keep the belt. And I thought they had a great classic struggle championship match that really could have gone either way. And uh, as we kind of did discuss earlier, Masha does pick up the victory over Jordan Oliver. Um, I was already shot. I figured Jordan was going to go to the finals. I was already shot to shit after Alec. I felt like some of the air got let out of my enthusiasm for the show. But again, this is me being a fan. So I hung in there. I watched the whole thing. I put, I thought that they put on a really good match. 
I'm I just don't know where it's going to go from here. I looked at the Masha thing and I'm like, well, what does she need the title for? And then I looked at the Jordan thing and going, well, I could see him taking it cross country and I mean across the world and you know promoting the company. But unless Masha is going to do that, I'm just we'll see. But I'm I'm curious of what she's going to show me that we haven't already seen. And it's only been what te- eight months, nine months. Yeah. So I, I guess no one else needs a shot. <laughs> yeah that's that's yeah, yeah. No that's where it gets to fucking shot. I, I i am the same way i want a new one i want i want new blood a new reason and i'm the probably one of the biggest jordan fans and he's my favorite wrestler and i was up until i saw masha like once i once alec price lost to masha i kind of was like oh dreading it too but then i kind of like as the final was happening i was like all right jordan's gotta win like just to kind of keep it going and keep the momentum but Ultimately, I was even hoping just for a new champion, new face, new blood, get that belt off Jordan. Hopefully, Jordan could do bigger things in GCW against Blake, against uh, some of these other big heel names and maybe create a nice big story other than just being the JCW champion. And uh, yeah, unfortunately, we didn't get that. But I will give I will give Masha a couple of defenses here to see what they're going to do, see what kind of opponent she's going to get, what kind of matches and to see what she's going to do to help that belt. Cause like, I, I feel like everything Jordan did was for that belt, even going over to Europe and now Japan as like he was, I want to bring this belt and defend it and show the fans the JCW. Like he really treated that belt as it was like his baby. And um, I'm hoping Masha yeah. gives the same respect to that belt and we'll do a lot of, cool stuff and other promotions as well in GCW, JCW to help elevate the status that Jordan kind of uh, took that belt to. Yeah. I'll just, I'll just wrap it up. Like I said it before, I really wasn't anticipating this because I was hoping for my favorite to win. This sounds like every fan. Um, But at the same time, like I said, I don't really know what she's going to show that she hasn't already showed us perfectly fine. There may be a reason for this. I'm going to give it a couple months before I start complaining or giving it anything else because you never know. And if we want that belt to be elevated, I do think it's in good hands for that. I'm just wondering if the elevation will be entertaining. That's what I'm kind of, you know what I mean? Like great wrestling isn't always entertaining. Sometimes we know that. Yeah. So I'm, I'm hoping to see what goes on and I'm, I want to give it a couple months because there's a point to be made here by whoever made the decision to give it to her. I want to see what that point is. Yeah, I'm going to give it time too, but I'm I'm the irrational, emotional fan that reacts in the heat of the moment for what's <laughs> going to happen for the next three months, even though the, the next three months hasn't happened and I'm pissed off about it. But that's just me as a wrestling fan. I put the fan in fanatic, that's for sure. That's uh, okay. One and, thing... Uh, I, go ahead, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say, you know, sometimes it's just a show. And yeah. then, then when it's a title, though, sometimes there's a story to be told. And so. damn it, when it's my favorite wrestler, it's even more of a title, more of a story, and I get more emotionally involved. Um, That's okay. That's good. For I, you. One thing I love about Jordan, he's every match. I think he had different gear, and then I loved how he came out at the ending with this and the Trent Acid gear. Um, always giving yeah. love to Trent Acid and showing love. Um, that's the one thing I could always respect with Jordan. He always has plenty of gears ready and at the helm, ready to go and switch it up. And I, I, I appreciated that throughout the tournament, seeing the different gear, um, each match that he had. I wish I could say anything more, dude. I really... I, I know she, I'm not lying. The air got taken out of my viewing after that. I heard the crowd boo... 
I'm like, all right. So now I've got to watch another match or two of people. I don't. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I know it sounds I... terrible, but this is my honest opinion. My honest opinion is just like, uh, okay. All right. So let's, let's run another championship on her again and see what happens, which is fair, but yeah, I'm the same way. I I want new blood. I like I've been I've constantly said this over the last few months. New champions. I just think we don't need nine, ten. Like every champion doesn't need to be that long. And then also we don't have every champion on every show. Like like we said, we get the Reno, the ultraviolet titles out there all the time and not defended out here. Very rarely. Like it. it but I say very rarely, and it still ended up being once a month. Which I don't know. I just wish. I want to see our champions, our regulars, our people more predominantly shown and being given the spotlight with the belts to take the company back into the future heights and where it needs to go and stuff. And I think it just the fans are asking for the regulars, like our old GCW. And we are getting it back. We're getting Effie and Manser. We're getting Nick Gage a lot more often. We're getting we're getting what we're asking for. So I, I will give it more time. But the in-ring action of this tournament, once again, top-notch, the best part of the show. I just, as for me, I wasn't as emotionally invested or the storylines and the, the importance of the tournament and the matches and the urgency in the wrestlers while they're wrestling this match kind of didn't get me as hyped and as excited as I was last year. And it could have been the novelty of last year, but I just remember we praised the ever living shit out of it. That was one of the best things they did last year. It was an awesome tournament ran perfectly. Everything was like perfect on that tournament. And I think we gave a lot of praise to the commentators of getting that urgency out for the fans. The wrestlers told the stories and everything. Like it was so perfect. And I think this one, Little bits and pieces just weren't up as it was last year. In my, I is I guess is the fair way to say it after two two shows. I gave this one like an eight point five. Last year I gave like a almost a damn tan. Like it was up there, and this one was a nice, solid, good show too. I think production was really good in this one. I think commentary was really good. We didn't have shaky cameras where one camera has too much red while the other camera is all washed out and, you know, the lighting issues are all fun. Didn't have any of that. And I thought that was really nice. It, it, it looked like a step up and it was mentioned in Patreon. Someone actually asked Brett, did you guys bring in extra money for a crew or some shit? And Brett's like, no, that's our crew. So maybe they um, just find more at more venues. They find a more comfort level of how it's ran and kind of get the more they run these places. They know how, what the dials to set it up to and stuff like that to make it sound good. Look good, the lights. I think maybe yeah. because they ran this place two days already before they got more comfortable with it. And I, I think it's showing like we talk about the competitors growing and the athlete, the wrestlers growing. Like we see the production, every show gets better and better production value. Yeah, it's interesting where GCW is moving into. It's definitely not the place that was doing six death matches at a bar. Not not what it was. Things have changed. It's cleaned up its image. Again, I really would like to see the company have a little more bite. Maybe the wrestlers have a little more bite. What I'm saying is maybe... Hmm. old school joey's getting more old like i've been saying a lot like a couple different old we're getting old school joey and that's what's making him to me way more intriguing lately because we're getting the old i don't give a fuck bad boy joey we're getting like 
uh, I forgot what other wrestler was just kind of doing the same thing of getting back to Vance kind of was doing the same thing, like getting back to what made him popular. It's like, I think they're starting to find that and kind of finding their footing in that, in that sense. Hmm. Well, I just hope for the best and I'm curious to see what's going on. Cause right now, <laughs> I really wish I had words, but if you're just listening to the recording, I'm kind of giving a nothing. I don't, I'm not big on violences forever. I'm not big on Masha. I'm not big on Blake. Not, not like actually they're all very nice people. I'm saying as in the wrestling ring doing whatever, just not big on it respectfully. So right now is for me is kind of, so so i will say this in ring though the try, try covering... this... sorry go, go ahead, ahead brother no go 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 <laughs> i was i was just gonna say i think i think people need to understand that sometimes it is hard to review and watch a wrestling show when all the champions just aren't you know it's nothing bad i just like people but other people better i just so... think it's also a refresh too we've had like eight months and 30 whatever defenses that's been awesome it's been good but Kind of like I just said, Alan, like it's the Indies, like shit, like it's not like we don't know how long we're going to Blake. Like he like just, yeah. he's better not go no three years or anything. Like I think there is a time limit and it's a lot more accelerated on the Indies to do these stories. Like, yeah, and AEW and WWE, you could run a story for over six months because it's constantly on screen. You know, you're going to get them. Yeah. On the Indies, you might not have six months. You got, hey, I got you for four shows. We verbally agreed to it. Yep. Like, let's do something in these four shows, though, to go. And even if it's a four-show title run, if it make and it's not like, hey, every time, every four shows, we get a new title. But, like, if it's, like, four shows and it makes sense to switch the title, even just temporarily, and then switch it back here soon, it gets the fans of, like, you get – you just never know when you're we're going to get a new champion. And the, unex, the unexpectedness of it. Like, right now, I don't expect – I'm not – like, no offense to Blake. Like, I – I'm not excited for any whatever his upcoming matches are. I don't think he's losing it. Like he's not losing it before collective. So why am I going to get emotionally involved with it? I think I'm the unexpectedness is gone for me where hey, maybe somebody else could possibly win this night or possibly win that night. I don't see anybody in GCW that could kind of do that right now. And they're not really booking it to kind of keep us on our toes. I feel a little bit. It's kind of been a little, predictable even though this tournament i think a lot of people predicted alec and we got thrown off our toes but i think it, they went they threw us off our toes in a wrong way in my opinion like they could have mm -hmm. threw us off our threw us off our way and went somewhere else that i think we got a lot more positive feedback from me personally i don't like i haven't seen too much on like the feedback of masha winning and stuff i just saw a lot of people disappointed that alec didn't win and i get and i understand it but um the in-ring though was phenomenal. Like I, I was trying to think, that's what I was about to bring up. I don't think there was one botch. Like I'm trying to think of a botch move, a botch spot, a miscommunication, a bad looking. Nothing looked bad this whole tournament. It was just smooth. I I I'm really impressed with the workers during these last two Jacob tournaments. I think the the, the Jacob has shown me in-ring, in-ring, in-ring is so phenomenal. And I just wish the belt would stay in-ring and be like forced to be one in ring and be different so uh what, what's alan saying here yeah shows aren't yeah i yeah shows aren't going all the time no i know and and these the like, brett's kind of given his word to it but i i 
think that a lot of it could be la- like not laziness, but if you really put in the effort to be creative with your creative booking, almost anything can be done if you want it to be done. Yeah, because you may even have only four dates with that guy that you were just talking about. He may get picked up by WWE and not make two of them. And that's like yeah. Andrade. Like, <laughs> Andrade, Andrade. We, we, yeah. for, I'm glad I was able to see the one because, uh, oh, no, I didn't even see the one. I forgot. That was the one I didn't go to. Dude, that you got was to see an him. intense, intense match live. It was like the, important, Wait, the importance level in the in the arena. Like, it was so cool because – we knew we were going to get, we were going to see something good. Like it wasn't some fuck around match where we're humping the poles. Like it was one of those matches where we knew it was going to be a legitimately good wrestling match and live electric. What was that? Was that highest in the room? I'm trying to look it up right here. Yeah, I didn't go to that yeah. one. Highest in the room. Yeah, that was the one I didn't go to. I'm hoping to make it to this April show. That's what I'm looking at right now. I got to pay bills. Uh, yeah, that too. I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, there's a lot of some other shows coming up <laughs> every two months. Every two months we're going to GCW in LA and it's like, it's a hotel room. It's a couple tanks of gas. It's food and gas. It's the tickets. Then it's the merch. Then it, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I don't, I trust me. I got a number in my head of where it is and it's, it's a lot. And I'm like, oh, I might have to take a, a rest on one of these shows somewhere. Unfortunately. Uh, also, yeah. that ju- that June 16th show that was announced for Phoenix, the day before that is Los Angeles, just an FYI. Yeah. So if anyone wants to know or not know, that's the... Oh, that's no, they the, did. Yeah, yeah. yeah that's the... Well, <laughs> yeah, no, no, that. no, no, it's cool. It was, I was told, and it was kind of in a public forum. So I'd oh, asked okay. on... Yeah, I'd asked, and I'm like, hey... You know, say, so, I think that one's been announced yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it hasn't officially been announced yet, but, it, well, it's common sense. They're not going to Vegas. Also, I asked about Las Vegas. I don't know what the fuck is going on here locally, but it just don't seem like we can get our shit together over here to bring GCW to town. I, I, uh, I, I think it's because the fans won't show up. I mean, look at when they announced that GC, you know, like maybe it was possibly because it was more VXS that GCW show, but it had the yeah. GCW name on it. Had it all the GCW like talent, and look how many people showed up to that show at FSW Arena. I think it like, was the uh, lack outside of VXS uh, uh, promotion. I think it's outside, like in it's just Vegas. If you don't have a big show coming, like you, Vegas kind of draws on the fans coming to this is for sports like too like that's why vegas is such a perfect spot for sports you're going to get the traveling people to fill up the stadiums to spend a weekend mm-hmm. in vegas and i think that's why it's kind of hard out here if it's not surrounded by another company or with another company you're not going to get all those traveling fans like if they would have booked that vxs show and that gcw show in silver nugget that would have been awful like it would have not been close to fill and they wouldn't have filled it but i think because aew is in town now you got all those fans who yeah i want to see gcw they're out here it's going to fill up and i think that's what part the bad part with vegas and i get like i hear a lot of like vegas wrestling stuff and i i kind of agree if it's like the Vegas crowd is rough to fill up if it's in that sense to what I just said, because that's what I've heard. And it makes the total sense to me where we don't really fill up places unless it's a big company coming with them. Well, it's our market. Okay. We'll just talk. Our market here is kind of stale. 
you can blink and a year later, you're going to probably see about 85% of the same people on local cards that you saw last year. So, I mean, I can And in the same spots. <laughs> in the same fucking spot, sometimes with the same opponents. Yep. You're going to see a manager go out there and do something dirty and get knocked on his ass. The same thing every time. I mean, a lot of it's going to be same old, same old. So it kind of takes the air out of the place. Also, the place that is the local place to go to, don't really use air conditioning. So in the summer, you're sitting in a hot building. It's 110, 115, even higher sometimes during the summer when it was 115, like in hot metal. You're not going to get fans to come to your show when you don't have air conditioning in the desert. Mm -hmm. I mean, it's just common sense. I mean, even that first GCW and Silver Nugget, that was rough. That was a yeah, rough that night. Was that was hot. Up. The second that night was, was awesome. Like, it was better. There no, was air that conditioning. Was, that was fucked up to not have air conditioning at that show. I don't Yeah, I remember going GCW. outside just to cool down, and it was like 100. <laughs> yeah, yeah, 100 and some degrees outside. We're going out just to catch some fucking wind because magically, somehow, quote unquote, <laughs> the AC didn't work. Yeah, it didn't work. When you don't turn uh, it on and it saves you money, it doesn't work. Don't blame PCW Alex, for that at all, by the way. We just no, have a lot of people here. Dude, they don't pick up phones here. They don't have a place for people to watch wrestling comfortably every week or two. Um, a lot of the shows out here are more like specialty things. So if you're not within a certain group or whatever, you're just not going to want to go to those shows. That's kind of what we have here. It's groups of friends doing sh like we'll have a Wednesday show in Vegas and a Thursday and a Friday. And it's, and it's all the same people going to the same shows, working the same matches. I can see one guy show up on four other companies out here. Yeah. Four or five other companies out here. All the same. Easily. People. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Alan said Albuquerque tonight. Was that the, is that the breaking bad show? That was Albuquerque was just an breaking GCW. Um, I'd already checked. It's about an eight hour drive. So I don't know if I'm doing an eight hour. Yeah, drive I checked that too. That was the first thing I checked. I sort of got, I went to maps. I'm like, let's see. And then I saw, I saw the blue line and I saw Albuquerque and in the middle. I saw Phoenix. I'm like, Oh fuck that. That's at least five, five hours just to Phoenix. Like that's going to be yeah. longer for Albuquerque. That's all eight and a half hours. I'm like, no, I'm good. <laughs> and I am not going to drive my family through the desert for eight hours. I can see no, four. Man to LA. I mean, but eight hours through the desert. And honestly, it's two hours to Eddie's and two hours to LA. So for me, it's really yeah. two, it's two, two hour trips. Yeah, um, I get it. Uh, they're doing it because of the breaking bad Alan, like that. He's been wanting to go there for a while. <laughs> yeah. Of all places. Albuquerque is yeah. not the largest place too. So if they sell it out and do well, then God bless them. That's awesome. If they do for sure. I'd like yeah, to see new venues. Random. Could you imagine a new venue like Albuquerque if they have like some crazy ass bar that they go to? I mean, look You're, at the the Nile was good. Like I, I thought that was the for the one of the first new venues of this year. It was it was perfect, and I think they set a high expectation on future <laughs> future places they go to. And I know how happy GCW was with that show, even before they like with ticket sales and everything. They just loved everything about that show. So um, hopefully Albuquerque. Uh, puts on a good show too especially that's a place that he's been wanting to go for a while speaking of wanting to go for a while alan's mentioned that rochester show um, that's brett's show yeah i Brett's think that's been trying to get banger. out there for, oh it will be 
Alan, I'll tell you, man, you got to find a way to get out there. I don't know if you need to start walking now, but get out to that Rochester show if you can, because that show is going to be fire. That's one of the ones that Brett has been wanting to put on for years. Over under homicide on the show. <laughs> he's definitely yeah. on that show. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's going to be on that. Um, the, the New York show. Wow. Yeah. So let's see. Where are we at right now? We're at 9.43, so we got about 15 or 20 minutes till <laughs> I'm about to say, I'm gonna save my topic that I want to talk earlier. I'll, I'll say I'll give you the the topic now. Okay. But we will discuss it next time. Okay. And the, and I and I am coming from a place where I don't watch nearly as much as everyone else. This is me as a more speaking, I guess, as a GCW fan that is aware of what is going on around this scene, mm-hmm. the deathmatch scene. Is it dying in the U.S.? I know it's not dead. I know it's still going. Mm-hmm. But there's not new names I'm hearing of, U.S. new names that I'm hearing of that are like the new – I don't want to say Alex Cologne and prices like, uh, but like we had a run there where we got Cole as kind of the new deathmatch, maybe darling when he was doing it, dipping in mm-hmm. there for a little bit in GCW. Yeah, we have, we had like the Oren Vites, the Nolan Edwards that came out of nowhere, the Akira's, the Hoodfoots. We have all these new names that, that have been coming up in the deathmatch scene. And like I said, I, I, there's a million other people that know that. And like, I just, I brought this up more as a, for me to learn new names and go check that out, but also to hear, because I think the deathmatch scene is a little bit dying as outside of like kind of what we were saying, GCW, because you still see in all these other promotions, the same 10 names wrestling against mm-hmm. each other in different variations in different promotions. And now, like in GCW, we really haven't seen a new U.S. name come over or come in since, like, I think the last one was, like, Akira was, like, the one that sticks out to me stepping up against Alex Cologne. Um, And I get, like, the stigma and everything. And I get, like, we get the big Joes and we get the Japanese talent. But I guess, well, this is top. I might as well talk about it. We got time here. So this, I don't know if you want to or not. But I just feel like the U.S. deathmatch scene hasn't produced any really big names that catch my eye. In the last like two years, the one that caught my mind and I wouldn't mind seeing him kind of pop up in a GCW doesn't, I don't want to even tournament, just one match, showcase it, and then let the fans decide if they want to see you come back or not. Is MM3. That's like the newest kind of name. Like, I know he's not new, he's been around for a few couple of years, but I think that's like the new name right now that I want to see. Like, there's not names I'm hearing that I need to go check out on the US uh on the US side. Name, name five deathmatch wrestlers under 25 can't name any you can't uh yeah maybe maybe american deathmatch wrestling is kind of slowing down also and, death and match i think wrestling it's is it, go, ahead, go, go go oh i was just gonna say deathmatch wrestling isn't necessarily being that supported by the major companies also or commissions as you were saying earlier there's all these now states that are banning glass and banning everything so as alan said it could like i i, I know it's not dying it's not going to die like this year next year i just i with regards and talent i and i think there's just been a stagnant time right now and where we all those names i said were boom like in short periods of time we got them and then now it's kind of done but now that's why i think and also i get kind of spoiled and i the the 
the the deathmatch crew we were kind of talking with gcw is the top of the top like and they are going to bring in talent that is top of the top and i think that's why as we've been kind of talking about and somewhat complaining over these last couple of ngis and tos's half the fields from japan yeah but they are like out there, the top of the top names that are out there for deathmatch wrestling, where they won't bring in a Doctor Redacted to go against a like John Wayne Murdoch in GCW because Doctor Redacted still kind of like he's been busting his ass and doing crazy shit and booming his name, but not at that GCW level yet. Like there's still levels. Yeah. Like I guess yeah. for me, like there, I gotta realize there is still levels. Oh yeah, there's levels. GCW being the top, and I guess like I'm just so spoiled. Alex Cologne, like uh, Drew Parker, or my favorite deathmatch wrestlers, because they brought a wrestling to the deathmatch wrestling scene. They didn't just bring, ah, fuck you, I'm a tough guy. I could get, I could watch me hit, yeah, tube, tube, ten thousand light tubes, exactly. Like it's the same repetitive shit with the same repetitive people is what I'm seeing in these other companies that I don't watch all the time. Like I don't want the deathmatch people are gonna kill me here. Show me some names. I I know yes, we know about the XPW and stuff, and there's the other company that we kind of talked off a little bit. We know which one we're talking about that me and you went to and kind of soured on. I think they yeah. might be doing something that I'm asking for. It's kind of you're they're still using some big names and doing some crazy cool stuff mm-hmm. while also building some new names and trying to establish them a little bit better. And I, I don't know. I guess I just want I think that's why I feel Ring of Honor or GCW moving towards Ring of Honor because we have seen so much less death matches these last like year, two years compared to right before those last two years. And I think that's for me, it feels like it's dying down and it's feeling more of like, let's do crazy in ring viral shit with that could go nuts like the Ring of Honor crowd. But hey, we got TOS, we got the showboat, we're allowed to use glass. Let's fucking give them all the glass that they want and put on a spectacle. And I think that's where they're doing it good. I just feel like we're not getting as much of the quote unquote death match as we've seen. And I just want to see new names from the US being kind of pushed. Okay. So where I'm at here is that I feel positively or negatively, I would say that at some point the company did have to make a decision that it was going to do less death matches. It could be because the talent pool that they're picking from now is more wrestling heavy and they'd rather put on a show like that. We also know that light tubes are now becoming a little more difficult to get and a lot more expensive. And if you have a chance, go look at a bundle of light tubes, like a box of them online it's the cost of one person's ticket coming in. It's kind of expensive. And if you have a bunch of light tubes busting open on one show, one, one singles match with light tubes could probably give you the same amount of money to hire four people. So those can be very expensive, those, those matches. Also, if you're not careful, they could become very monotonous because you can only see so many shots to the head before you get bored. I do like that GCW holds back and keeps some of their major violence to tournaments. I do like that. But I think part of the reason why people may watch GCW is because of that violence. So I do. But believe- we get the same people doing it too. Even, I, GCW even falls victim to this. It's the yes. same 
core that does it, and it's just nothing. It's kind of you have a good. You have a great point. You have a great point. Outside of H two O Academy. No, Paul. Yeah, politics. That's is a, that, a, that's a big thing right now. I think is the stupid bullshit independent politics. Like, oh, what? You guys are fucking independents. Why do we got politics that you can't work anywhere? That drives <laughs> me fucking insane. Go ahead. Sorry. Well, no, no, no. I see. I'm one of those ones though that see because I watch XPW and uh, because Alan mentioned. Alan also mentioned uh, RSP. I'll tell you this much right now. Uh, from what I've collected. If he could get himself under control, he could probably find a job somewhere. And until then, he's just going to have to do singles projects. Um, Look at the size of the man. He should be able to get a job in the majors at any time. He's rocking near me like 6'3", 6'4", 200-some. Maybe he's in the 300-pound range, possibly. That's a hoss. He should be out there killing it somewhere right now. And for some reason, he seems to have himself on his own island. I, I'd like to see him do his own thing, but for some reason, when I look at him, I'm like, man, he's maybe he's just not. He doesn't. Maybe he just doesn't work well with people. I don't know. Um, I don't know. Yeah, but I say I know he's killing, it, and uh, yeah, Alan just said it right there. But yeah. I, say, I know he's been killing it and doing some new cool stuff in MLW, which is nice to see. Um, yeah, I don't know. I was just thinking about that the other day. I was like, I just feel like, and I love Deathmatch. But I guess I think I put I have a quality of death, not even a quality, like a stylistic match that I like. I I don't want to see four guys backed in two matches in a row just swinging the same light tubes and hitting each other and cool glass. Like yeah. I love seeing the the wrestling that Cologne used to do and the the high flying Parker used to do with that shit. Like they brought something different. And I think for me, maybe I'm just trying to find. I want to find someone new. To, like I want to get back into deathmatch wrestling. And I feel like GCW has been doing it, but it's been like those Macisos against Masha and Rena, or Masha and Rena, or Rena against John Wayne, or Macisos against Jimmy. Like it feels like it's the same people. And I just want new i want to see something new and i was like i was just thinking like when was the last new talent i could think of in i guess gcw i think dr redact is like the last kind of name like from the undergrounds that i heard kind of rise their way big time and i he started as a totally different character but he's like elevated himself in that deathmatch scene i know he's the name that we hear a lot on the patreon to show up in these tournaments but like he's the kind of person like I'm talking about. Like he's the last name I heard of, and that's like over a year ago. Like when? when what's the next new name in Deathmatch? What's the next new like person I wanted to go check it out? And uh, it made a good conversation. We did, and we I, did I, have, I we did have Hunter Freeman, and then just like a lot of other that was another name we talked they, about. Yep, they something happens to them because they live that wild life that they show up in the wrestling ring to have, and. Holy shit, a guy who looks wild actually lives a wild life. Who knew he was going to get arrested? I mean, for Christ's sake, the guy takes fucking, like, he takes shots to the head with glass and shit. He's probably not a Rhodes Scholar. So, I mean, you're That's the name we brought up. Yeah, and I'm I'm just using that um, as an example because, I mean, he was a fantastic, very nice guy to me. Every show we had a chance to, we said hi to each other. Like a lot of the wrestlers, we say nice things. The wrestlers come up to us and go, hey, thanks a lot, da-da-da. And it's a good time. But, yeah, I mean, who else are we looking at? We're looking at people like Dirty Ron. Oh, God, I said his name. No, actually, I think what he's doing, he could have. we could have had the summer of Dirty Ron two years ago. No, and he fucked that up. He <laughs> For my sake, I got to do it. He could have had, well, let me tell you what he is without really, you know what he is? take the makeup off the wild streak all the stuff he does that's early janella nobody it's else a car- sees it carney i, I just see carney well 
you know how that that's the that's where it all started from i mean that is the business he's yeah that's the business just like a circus performer in that sense too um he puts on makeup and he entertains that circus yeah you know um who else do we have that you know half canceled whatever that fucking is i don't judge people so it's really interesting to see people judge on that aspect uh cruel um not that, cruel he yeah. hasn't been canceled but schlack why the fuck do we not have schlack like we need death uh, no sorry i i i just saw i don't know if you saw the promo <laughs> like Uh-oh. i just saw schlack promo no no like he sorry He's he he's checked he's checked out. He just wants the money. Checked out. Like oh, okay. I I was that was, was he saying bad things? Was he saying no 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 no, okay. no? It was it was a in it was all work a promo stuff. But it was just like I, I don't know. I I just want to I I don't know. I I, love I do cool. love yeah. I love the death match. I just want to see. I guess my stylistic, but I'm also like I want something new. I don't want to see the same ten people. I don't want to have to go to Japan all the time or the UK. But the UK's got some big names, like cool new names. Emerson, uh, was there an Emerson Jane? She Emerson was like Jane. came out of nowhere. That's like there's big one name already that I can name. Out in, in England, I can name one big new name over there. That's a death match wrestler, but I can't like honestly name one. And that's on me. I don't watch all the other death match promotions and i should but i just can't get into it because i just feel like it is so repetitive but when it is when i do get a chance to see like mm3 and uh some uh, some of these other wrestlers and other companies when they get to do it like i'm excited for it but then i just feel like they get back into the same rut and same groove again and i, I don't know i was just looking at that and yeah fatu was another one uh we kind of thought about if he was start if he'd actually just dove into the death match after that tos one that would be a fun fucking name but that's something like that i'm looking like who's the new one in the u.s and i guess we'll see 2024 hopefully we'll see some new names and new u.s death matches kind of re-emerge from the scene and bring it back because in my opinion, I feel like Deathmatch in for me is dying in the US hmm. producing new talent. I but I guess that every sport and every wrestling. I can't it's fight a side, that. it's yeah. I, I honestly I can't fight that at all. All of our deathmatchers, if you look at it, most of them are aged or aging to a point to where in ten years, I mean what who are our replacements? Tremont can only go so long that's I mean, what i'm kind of thinking of like that's what i feel like they were seeing the same names because no one else is either doing it or breaking through to that next to. sorry yeah maybe breaking through to that to. next level what yeah, if that's it's so fucking thing. dangerous that it takes a crazy pr- i i on it dude so many people have cut their fingers just trying to cut an apple that i couldn't imagine trusting someone to just put a fucking piece of glass across my head i mean and I, I'm, I'm thinking, thinking about it we were kind of talking with Gabe. The deathmatch scene might be like not. We might have to get rid of the just the two part of it because like we've we've seen some extreme matches. Like if we go to the Hunter Freeman Mance Warner match, there was no glass used in that match. There was a bunch of light to or a bunch of doors, a bunch of barbed wire, a bunch yeah, of chairs, yeah. everything except light tubes, and they had a fucking crazy ass violent match. And like AEW had a Texas deathmatch last night, but yep. Holy shit, it was just as violent as anything I've seen, like without glass. And like I think maybe we could start doing or start formatting and putting our death matches together without glass that could go back to uh like with the wrestling with it, but also we don't have to just do glass and find innovative ways to use glass if we are going to use it. 
So, yeah, Alan said here he thinks Deathmatch is yeah. dying because it gets heavily restricted. Absolutely. I agree. Also, also you Catch have a very large multi-billion dollar company who's redefining wrestling as this vanilla thing that that's what they've got. It's an easily digestible peanut butter and jelly sandwich is what WWE is making. The thing is, is they're ignoring all the other aspects of wrestling, like the little people wrestling, like a guy used to go out and wrestle a fucking animal at one point there was so much stuff going on and AEW may be the only major company that's keeping the deathmatch scene and some others into the public eye because right now the deathmatch scene has gotten so hardcore and dangerous that when you have a normal person watch it they look at all the blood and they're like no it looks See, like that's somebody what i was about to say wreck. i was just about to say that they're, like a lot of these young talent, as Alan was saying, too, I think they are afraid to get stigmatized. Uh, they do one of those matches and, oh, he's a bad car. He can't wrestle. Look at that. He just did that death match. They just see yeah. one thing that is so negative and they want to go back and check out their other history and realize, hey, like they did other shit without death matches. That is incredible. Yeah. But I think it just to, to stigmatize and these new wrestlers are afraid, especially in this cancel culture world now, to get stigmatized at such an early part of their career to they don't want to be locked in and like label does that so i i see that being an issue as well there's a lot of issues i know i was just like thinking about it though like i i love the death matches but i just don't get hyped or i haven't seen anything that makes me go oh shit that's one i want to see lately yeah and it just feels like it's the same repetitive names that we've been seeing on the u.s scene well death matches definitely take a special kind of person to be a death match wrestler is a special kind of person. I will say this much. I've been in a car with a specific death matcher at GCW. I've also been in a car with a lot of wrestlers who aren't death matchers or people. Bro, the death matcher is a different breed. Dude is completely different than the rest of the people that were around me. I mean it in a good way. There's just a level of toughness. There's a level of something there something's off (laughs) not not off it's just if you met a coal miner who's been doing it for 25 years there's just a level of toughness that he may have that other people don't so yeah Yeah. you get someone that's been a bricklayer for 20 some years they're gonna have some level of chiseled toughness to them that you know 20 20 year old kid doesn't have so um yeah (laughs) i I won't go back to what you said though i'm i if it's gonna cost if I get my choice right now to see a John Wayne Murdoch versus Rena in a death match, or I get to see a Viking go against somebody else. Like I, if the death match, the cost of that and like everything's going to be the reason like that, that's like, as you said, four tubes of light tubes or four uh, cases, of light tubes are going to cost possibly a wrestler's a wrestler that day. And I, I would rather give up the death match. If I get the Vikingos, the great Sasuke's and all these names. So there is a give and take to it. And I think they have been doing good. And I've said it before when they're able to do death match, they're going to give us it when they're not able to, they're going to try to make us happy and enjoy the show in a different way. Um, I, I don't know. That was just my thought. One of the, my thoughts to kind of get one going. And the other reason why deathmatch is looked down on also is because the previous previous deathmatchers that did it, a lot of them were kind of wild people. And a lot of them at CZW and various other companies couldn't wrestle for shit. 
I was just about to tell you, like, I think I might, like, since I'm kind of, I'm in like a deathmatch kind of mood, I might, might go back and go watch some more C- old ZZW stuff, kind of like how we were doing before to kind of get back into it and watch some, some of the, that stylistic that I kind of liked. I really liked what they were kind of doing with their crazy wrestlers in uh, CZW. If we ain't doing shit next Thursday, because we may be busy Tuesday, I'm not sure. But if we're, mm-hmm. if we're doing, um, not doing anything Thursday since there's no show to review, we could pop some matches on and just bullshit. Watch along or something, yeah. Yeah, man, I could give us a list of stuff. I mean, if we get thrown off of wherever, we can even go on my account if we needed to. But we don't get... Dude, I have not gotten a lick of trouble. No. Yeah. No, because I don't even post the video after it's done. I basically go live and I just do it. And also, that's kind of fun because then if people are just talking or... Yeah, Alan, for sure, man, you'll know what's going on. Um it's fun to tell people stuff like Alan was in one, one time where I was just live on, I don't know what Tuesday night, a couple weeks ago. And I'm just kind of talking about stuff. Cause I knew there was only four of us in the room. So I'm like, okay, let's kind of talk. Nobody say anything, but, and then we just kind of talk about it. So yeah, man, we could do one where I grab a couple, like a list of a couple. I'm pretty good with kind of like how we did the last time that we had two different like styles that we watched, but it was so fun. But watching the old school shit yeah. that I never saw before. You were going more for wrestling matches and I was going more for just blood. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I said. Like, I, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a balanced person. I think right now I'm, I don't know my, my feeling. Like I want to see more death matches. I feel like we haven't seen, I haven't seen what I've been wanting to see in death match lately from GCW. And like I said, I don't check out other companies, but uh, I might be checking out some more stuff here lately. Just kind of feed my quench my thirst there. I do watch XPW, but it's like, I watch it because, okay. I would watch NASCAR for car wrecks. Same reason why I watch XPW. If you watch their show, there's going to be some fucked up, stupid shit that you will not see anywhere else go down. And you're just kind of there to laugh at it. That's unfortunately what it is. Like one time the announcer, I can't remember his Larry or whatnot. He got fucking mad because his camera, the camera or his microphone or something wasn't working mid show live. He's just like, well, fuck it. (laughs) <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, <laughs> I love that stuff. I really do. Um, I want to see how far down the, the rabbit hole it goes. And for me, XPW actually does have. I don't know, like it goes way down in levels that I didn't expect. And I sometimes just want to see how deep the ditch goes. Um, <laughs> I don't do politics and all that stuff on that end with wrestling and stuff. So I don't really dick with that stuff. So I just watch what's entertaining. Is somebody going to bleed? I'm watching that then. You know, <laughs> is someone going to get hit with some shit? I'm going to watch that. Uh, shoving a needle in someone's dick was actually one of the few times where I was like, nah, I can't defend it. I won't <laughs> review it. I won't, you know, that right there was the only thing that uh, that's actually the only time that I don't like Big Fucking Joe. That yeah, was that was, that was, that was a little disappointing uh, seeing that he was involved with it. Yeah, and that guy was on GCW like a week or two before he was on XPW pulling that shit. And I'm like, yeah, yeah that's a that good was, way to I think that's it. why I was so disappointed. Like, oh, we're about to see some more of him. Never mind. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that isn't going to happen. That isn't going to happen because, yeah, yeah, pulling tricks like that won't get you on it. I mean, we X, uh, GCW is like the third largest worldwide touring company. You're not going to yeah, have guys who shit. shit. That's so fucked up and stupid. 
my camera keeps going out. <laughs> it's time all right. Anyway, yeah, but I'll say uh, let's get back to regular wrestling here and finish up this Jacob. I we covered oh, another all, good Jacob. It? Yeah, very wrestling heavy, which made me very happy. Um, like I said, the air kind of got taken out of the room when Alec didn't move on, and then. We'll see how that goes. I was just but, about uh, to say we'll we'll see here. Like I I we asked for something new. We got a new champion, so well, not let's really. give it time. We didn't really get that. a new champion. Uh, right. We just got yeah. They just traded a plates. new person. <laughs> yeah. So we'll see what happens though, and go from there. But right now, I mean, I'm not gonna lie. There isn't a single champion right now that for me just i right now i'd like to see other champions and nothing personal against these people at all I yeah it's nothing personally almost, i just want new matchups i want new stuff right now i just don't know what phase gcw is in right now i don't yeah. know what to call it i don't know what to call this phase it's a very interesting phase it's like the happy yeah. phase like i think elect is gonna be nuts though those shit joey's announced already like holy fuck it's Joey Joe Spring Break is going to be the show of that weekend, I think. Uh, and that's not a that usually is the show of the weekend, but goddamn, some of these matches they already announced is insane. And I'm I'm looking forward to it. We need more Joey in GCW right now. In some weird way, we need that creativity. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Something. We're missing the bite. We're missing some of the Yeah. <laughs> this is so weird. We're the GCW guys, and we're even like, well. Yeah, well, well, she she. Got but we had a bunch of good shows, and we still did get good shows here. We just don't agree with the booking, yeah. but I think we have been on a very good roll of awesome, exciting shows lately. So, and it's um, not and personal, def- and always provide providing a lot to talk about. Yeah, it's not personal. It's literally booking. Yeah, I talk and- to I talk to Blake at every show, and every now and then when I get rough on him, he'll he'll be like, "Hey, you know, well, I still got the champion, not leaving it as quick as you'd want it to be left." And I'm like, "No, no, no, it's it's definitely the booking." I've talked to all these people, and they're all fantastic. I'm just saying, I would like to see them maybe over here, so that my person that I like is over here. Exactly, but that's being a fan. It's that's my personal booking. Yeah, exactly. Right, so, uh, Alan. Real fast, to- I'll hit. I'll answer that question. I have no idea. Like I said, I I just started independent wrestling 2020 t- during the COVID time and found GCW, which really introduced me to independent wrestling. So if I have to say names, all these names I'm going to say are like Ring of Honor guys that are like of the lower t- tier that I know that did a lot of work in independence other places. So I, I don't really have any name off the top of my head and I wouldn't know too much about it. I always kind of, what I usually use that any re- hall of fame for is like, I hear new names or names that I've heard of and maybe didn't see. And I go check out their shit and kind of find out what they did and what was their stuff. So I always look for, like I always just kind of receive the indie hall of fame. I don't, that's one thing I actually kind of don't book is the hall of fame because I on in the indie hall of fame, I don't really, uh, I'm still, I will take, uh, ignorance on that and i'm still learning a lot of independent wrestling that's outside of like ring of honor stuff okay so for me when it comes to the indie hall of fame half the t- uh, no shit i can't even remember who's in but i can tell you this much to, yeah. there was a lot of mid during that time so unfortunately there were a lot of fan favorites that once summer was over they were forgotten about or they stopped doing it because they got their shit sliced you know, like somebody gets yeah. their arm sliced and they're like, well, fuck this kind of shit. And then you don't see them next year. They may have been popular, 
but they may have been popular because they were some skinny little shit that knew how to take a baseball bat. <laughs> so, you know what I mean? Like some of these guys, you could tell they just wanted money for living expenses and get in the ring and do their thing and get the fuck out. Um, I, a I name just popped honestly. in my head. Uh-huh. I don't know if he's in AR Fox. No clue. No clue. Is he, do you yeah. think he's deathmatch? Yeah. Yeah. Well, yeah. it's not yeah. deathmatch. It's indie hall of fame. Oh, indie. Oh shit. Yeah. See, so it doesn't even have to be deathmatch. Death yeah. Um, um, that's one uh, name I think is just because, uh, but he's like, he's got a late career resurgence, obviously. Uh, he did, he was a very influential, influential wrestler with a lot of people he's trained. And I think that might be able to get him on the impact that he's left in independent wrestling uh mm. nowadays like mr danger and stuff like that i think he would be a good option uh for indie hall of fame even though he's still an active wrestler i'm i know nobody likes the, the but dj hyde maybe he should go in as a czw promoter that really helped put a lot of this shit on the map yeah see i don't know too much i've seen and, one uh, documentary on him well, so i know a little Danny. bit of him but not a lot dude there's so many names but there isn't so many names it's a really weird industry when you get down into the deathmatch scene. A lot it's of people don't like each other. Um, that's a good question. That's the one named Tuza, maybe. I think Tremont should go in, and then his little bump on his forehead should go in separately. <laughs> Every I time I see that, that's the, the blood bump or whatever it is, right? He's got that bump on the front of his head, and I'm like, dude, that thing... Have you ever seen Total Recall where that thing comes out of that guy's stomach, and it like if you hold its hand, it tells the future? Oh no! Dude. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Look up. Total I remember Recall. the alien from Spaceballs. That's about it. Coming oh out of his stomach and dancing. Yeah, that was that was a good ass <laughs> movie, dude. I love Spaceballs. Okay, here we go. Alan got some names for us: Michael Mattis, Paul London, Jimmy Jacobs, Excalibur, Christopher Daniels, cheerleader Melissa, Tracy Smothers, Ruckus. Tracy Smothers should definitely go in. Uh, Ruckus, um, Lufisto, Homicide, Jerry. Williams. Yeah, that was last year's group. And then the okay. one before okay. that. Actually, there's missing the, the year before that, I think. Sorry, Alan. Yeah, that's another Paul dumbass. London. Yeah, that's a surprise. Are... Yeah, that kind of is a surprise. But he did do a lot of work with TNA. No, yeah, no, I know all those guys are in. Yeah, I, the first half I did, up until Excalibur, I didn't know, but I thought like Christopher Daniels, Shirley, Melissa Tracy, and all those, I think, were like around the. Yeah, the, the Hammerstein ballroom time. Yeah, this is class three gonna get getting ready to go in here. Um, I I don't honestly know. I'll be uh, Green Phantom. Honestly, I will tell you, oh, Green good Phantom one. should go in because he was working CZW way back in the day on death matches. What's that IWS guy? The owner. Oh yeah, <laughs> the crazy um, guy, Crazy Manny. <laughs> yeah, Crazy Manny. <laughs> he should be Dude. in it. That dude does nothing but sit online and talk about how many drugs he's taking. Yeah. <laughs> that is insane at his age. He's like in his late 40s or early 50s or some shit. I really that, appreciated him reaching out to us and thanking us for talking about his company on our podcast and giving us the details that we were always we were asking for on the podcast. Uh, he was very nice to us online. I I definitely enjoyed yeah. interacting with him. He's he's fun. Like I actually would love to talk to him on the podcast just to fucking talk to him because he's out there, but in a fun way. Dude, oh my goodness! Um, <clears throat> I do like when people. I like when people reach out to us. It's always really nice. We get a lot of people who it's kind of funny. They'll actually hear a little thing we say here and there and they'll be like, well, it was actually this. And I'm like, wow. Yep. I didn't realize how that little detail was so important to them. 
but it is. Yeah. And Pretty we've fun. heard we caught we catch a lot of details too that they're kind of surprised we catch. So that was kind of cool to hear that. Effie especially. He he says we catch the minutia, is what he says. Because <laughs> um for the longest time, nobody was really tearing apart Effie's matches. He puts a lot of things into his matches that people really don't see if they're not paying attention. And I wish I could explain it to you, but you have to really watch him. And he loves when he told me that I've got him about 90% figured out. There's more, <laughs> there's more to him than people really, because only, only so often is he truly challenged. He's got a good brain on him. Really looking forward to seeing what he does with Mance too, because Mance, Dan, those guys are awesome. This has been a fun old school rivalry. I, I like, I really love what they've been doing too. Yeah. I hope it continues. <clears throat> Anyway, yeah. Well, uh, yeah, we will see because there is no GCW shows this weekend. Um, this podcast will hopefully be out by Saturday. That yeah, will be out by Saturday. I should have time tomorrow night. Um, uh, and then we don't know. You uh, keep an eye on our socials. We do have something exciting. Hopefully, uh, coming up oh, here soon. Very yes, exciting, actually. Yes, we do. We may be very busy boys. Yeah, it. Uh, it it would, yeah, we got possibilities, but we don't know if we will be on Tuesday or Thursday or maybe another night since there's no show GCW next week. Maybe we will, we'll figure something out, but keep an eye on socials. We'll keep everyone updated as soon as we find out uh, some stuff and the information to let you know when our next live show was because it's been fun doing these live shows. Alan, thank you for hanging out with us. Uh, thank you. Ivan J Kev, stopping Alan. by again. Yep. Kevin was here. Quite a few people stop. Oh, yeah, Kevin, yeah. Biz, yeah. So, yeah, uh, thank you guys always for coming in. Always, These have been fun. Uh, makes us want to do these lives even more. So we will probably be live again next week and with another podcast. And maybe since there's no show to review, we'll just bring a bunch of topics. If you, Alan, have some stuff you want to bring up, say yep. it in the chat, obviously, as tonight. And we will talk about it. It might be just a nice little roundup again episode and just do a bunch of talking on GCW and put out a little podcast it might not even be a two-hour one but three-hour one but who knows with us we'll get to rambling <laughs> could be one could be four just yes. depends on what's going on lately it's just been the time has stopped us because if it wasn't 10 o'clock on our side yeah. i could probably go another hour easy yeah so. i'm tired i need i need to get off from my side uh but yes please follow us on social uh uh we do have exciting news we hopefully can announce here's coming up mm -hmm. here soon but mm -hmm. um it is pretty uh, meaningful, Excited. at least to me, a lot. I, I have meaning to this uh, announcement, and I know you do too. It's probably it's cool that uh, hopefully we'll be able to announce it here soon. Uh, we do got exciting stuff coming on. It might change the schedule a little bit, but as soon as everything's out there and uh, we post it out there, we will give all the information out and keep everyone updated on the future of the GCW Plants podcast. And for right now, I'm not doing the preview show priorities have changed you'll see why here soon yes there are as a wise man once told me reasons for everything there are reasons <laughs> for everything uh yes jacob night one night two awesome show another strong jacob and a new champion master slamovich and we will have to see what becomes of the jcw title with the new champion of masha anything else you want to say before we get out of here Taco Bell. Oh, I just saw the Taco Bell. I know I ate early. I'm not even hungry. Uh, dude, I I love this shirt. I was actually thinking about buying another one because this is a 90s style Taco Bell shirt. I actually had to buy it from a print from someone. But this you should have kept it the old colors. 
old well, so, dark red and yellow <laughs> right yeah these are the 90s colors though when taco bell was being cool so i was like oh fuck yeah i'm getting one of those and uh, yes i will can't go wrong with a taco bell shirt <laughs> dude we'll see you next week alan you can talk to us anytime you know how that is bizzard was in here kev you guys all know just contact us at any time yeah Hell, thank you again alan and uh go ahead look look for news coming out soon guys really there's going to be some news coming out soon and it's yeah. for the podcast for all my people we're gonna have a good time <laughs> we're gonna yes good time. i'm excited and uh can't wait till everything falls into place and we got an exciting future coming up a lot of good shows coming up collective sneaking up on us i just thought about it uh yeah we have to get out of work here soon i didn't say that on live so uh yeah i got doctor's oh, yeah. appointments coming up i think um <clears throat> we didn't even cover wrestlemania 2025 may very well be in vegas we'll get to that on okay so i too. did see i saw what you said yeah too that's a yep. possibility now and i it's coming. think it's, it's a, coming. i think it's a stronger possibility than because of the new ownership and where their base is and everything i i if wrestlemania comes here collective weekend watch mm-hmm. out <laughs> vegas las vegas collective Dude, i'm gonna save up now i'm gonna be you know i'm going to everything gonna yeah you're, you're gonna have to drag my oh dead my cor- corpse everywhere dude oh my god it's gonna be a, <laughs> it's gonna be a nut house at my house alone it's gonna be a nut house oh my <laughs> yeah god. i know I, like last year i went to the collective now this year i might like have to do what i did last year take a day off just to, or take two days off to sit at home and enjoy four wrestling shows all day long dude steph already cleared in case people come to my house she already nice. cleared the day off. She's like, I'll just sit here, clean the house, and if anybody comes <laughs> over, we'll just cook and clean and just do it that way. So we're expecting it's going to be a little busy. So we'll see what happens. But yeah, the collective, if we have a oh, if we have a Las Vegas collective. Take all the money we'd ooh. save. No traveling, no hotel. <laughs> March tables, here we come. Oh, dude, I'm telling you. And here's the I'll thing. I'll be up there I've, rolling the money. <laughs> Dude, I'm okay. So we've been doing all the tie dyeing and stuff. I actually just got stuff to strip black shirts to white. So we're gonna t- take some GCW shirts and strip the black out of them and recolor them. Oh wow, interesting. It's nice, be very interesting. So that's all I have to say, my friend. I'm good. All right. Well, episode 82 in the books, Jersey Cup number two in the books, and I am very pleased with both this episode and uh, the J Cup because it was strong. Sweet. All right, let's get him out of here. It's late. All right, so we should be pretty good at this now. And your mic is working this time, so we could do it properly because yeah, last time dude, your mic I'll, wasn't working. No, dude, the, the oh, inside dude, piece of the microphone fell I forgot out. to even ask you about that. What's that? Oh, what happened? I forgot to ask you about how, did, how easy was it to fix? <laughs> it, it wasn't fixed, actually. Now it's our second oh. microphone, and it's only used through the audio thing. The, uh, the piece that goes in here for the whatever cord, it broke off inside and fell in. Yeah. Yeah. Ah. So, so since that microphone's only going to be used as an audio interface on, yeah, I'm going to just use that one as a regular cord. But yeah, there's going to be right here where my hand is eventually a second person. And then we'll try to do something there. Or if it's like fuck around at some point, like not an official show, but just I'll probably bring her over here just to say hi and watch wrestling. So yeah, for sure. Hell yes. More people, the better. It's kind of fun to have more people, too. Yes. Uh, I've been enjoying these lives, and the numbers have been good, and uh, the fans have been awesome and enjoying it, too, and providing excellent topics for us to talk about. Oh, that's the other <clears throat> thing. The numbers. Holy crap, we have people watching and listening and checking us out on all different platforms. Fucking thank you. 
Yes. So thank much. you. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, wow. Viewership the last few episodes have been breaking records for us on, as you said, all the different platforms. So uh, nice to see us still growing. And thank you all the fans for listening. And I think we're going to keep on growing and keep on going like GCW oh, here. So yeah. please stick around for the fun ride. Hopefully that's uh, going to be coming up here soon. Stick around for news. In the next couple of days, you're going to see some news. Yes. All right. Let's get him out of here with one of these. Okay. okay here we go. All right. Long. Long. Live. Live. You want to delay? <laughs> What's going on here? <laughs> yeah. G C W.